works. Check one, two. We love Thin that. Beast episode two. Five years later. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It's this is quite a bit nicer. We got lights here and yeah. video camera and all and everything. <laughs> yeah. We were just testing things out back in the day at the at the dining room table. Yeah, I think uh, maybe the Vikings were playing in the background. That's right. Yeah. It was the Vikings. We were just talking about it, it was a Monday That's Night right. Football because you had that TV day. that you could move out. Oh yeah, and we that, so we were that. just kind of like watching it yeah, while we were talking. Probably not a great idea to be watching a football game while we're like <laughs> yeah, having yeah. a conversation. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that episode. Yeah. This one might be better. We were new. The wine <laughs> might make it a little better. Yeah, the audio yeah. was probably terrible. Yeah, we were, me and Trevor were talking before you came that our first couple episodes we had some big, uh, some big announcements because like two episodes before you was April, mm-hmm. and that's when she let it slip that she was playing with Alex Kleiman. Oh, and her agent like the next week was like April, like we can make bigger announcements than this ragtag <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then you came on, and you're like, I think uh, me and Nick are gonna go for Tokyo. We were like, Wow. I said that there. Huh? I was uh-huh. like, "Damn it, <laughs> boy!" If I would have known the road that we yeah. were about to embark on oh was that God. long, that I would probably have been like, "You know what? I'm not going to go for Tokyo," <laughs> <laughs> because it was um, it was a long one. And then you get there, and I'm in quarantine for like <laughs> four or five days. I, I don't remember how long, but uh, I didn't get to. So we got there Saturday. You you weren't there when I got there, right? Well, you weren't uh, in the village, or did you leave after I got there? I forget. I got there two weeks after we got there. Like, we arrived. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so we arrived on a Saturday, right? And we spent all day in the airport. Right. To Like, we got in at, like, 3 p.m., somewhere like that. Uh-huh. And then I didn't get to my room until uh, 4 a.m. Oh, God. Oh. And, yeah, and then they let us know that, okay, breakfast is from 8 to 9. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, so I'm going to get, like, <laughs> right. you know, no sleep. Or don't eat. Yeah. And um, every morning, 8 o'clock, they called, let me know it was <laughs> breakfast. But they wouldn't let me out of the place uh, until USOC busted me out of there and put me into... Like their hotel, right. which ended up being the Hilton, which was sweet. Is I that like, where Sean and everyone was staying? Sean, uh, no, Sean no, Scott no, and the whole no, no, no. That's where all I you, stayed. Oh, really? When I first got there, I was there for two days, waiting oh. for like the official ah, pullout of I see, I see. Taylor. Yeah. Um, so Tuesday they busted me out, and I still <laughs> hadn't like left the room. I was there, you know, for a few days, couldn't get a lift in. I they gave me uh, a box of water, so I was using that for some kind of load to get like, a little <laughs> lifted. But the the room was, I mean, I could almost touch both walls with my arms, and it was like... Oh, my God. And they, like, um, they had a sports psychologist talk to me every day to see if I was doing okay. I'm like, listen, right. like, I'm the perfect person to deal with this. <laughs> this is, like, whatever, my fourth Olympics. Yeah. I'm pretty mentally stable. I like to think of myself pretty mentally stable, <laughs> so I'm good. You don't have to wa- waste your time with me, you know. It's like, oh, I gotta check in. I was like, All right. Yeah. But then, so Tuesday they bust me out, uh, and they get I get the lift at um, what was the place called that they had the the gym? Oh. Um, um. Whatever USOC rents out rented out like a school, they had a gym there, so I could got I got a lift in 
once. The high performance center. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got a lift in once everyone was gone. And then, um, and then still no word on practices. Wednesday comes along. Sean's like, Sean Scott, head of USOC, at USAV Beach. Yeah. Is like trying to get me out there. And they finally say, okay, I can um, practice at 10 p.m. that night, Wednesday night, by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, I mean, I'm down to get out. It's yeah. not going to be that helpful. But. Sean was, uh, he's like, oh, I can't do anything by himself, really, other than jump serve, really. Right. And so they got, they let my coach out, Jason, who was actually in the same boat as I was. Um, but for those who don't know, like, because I sat in front of Taylor on my flight, our flight from L.A. to San Francisco, um, I was considered close, whatever, oh, close contact. It was just the little hour-long yeah. flight. And we're both in, like, you know, obviously in masks because we were on plane. And, yeah, that's... And then you're, like, getting tested every oh, second, every yeah, morning. Yeah, 26 tests in 15 days. Oh. 100%. Was this, was this, like, the nose... <laughs> The nose, uh, or was it like a like a swab? Most of them were the nose, man. And one time I like, like I had to go to the village to, to get the test. And one time I recorded, and the dude like everywhere's like no, no camera, no oh, phones, yeah. whatever. And the dude saw me, and boy, he made me pay. He stuck <laughs> that thing up, dude. Oh. Like I mean, and it was already like a little sore from right, the from the other twenty. Yeah, so like I would have to tell him like. This one, this this one was feeling pretty oh, good. Man. Yeah, it sucked. But um, dude, I like the whole Olympics was kind of a little lame, right? Like, yeah, even for my first Olympics, because I had been to. It sounds weird, but I'd been to World University Games twice and Pan American Games, and World University Games in China was like insane. Mm-hmm. It was the same scale as Tokyo, but there was people there. Dang. So I had like. I was like, wow, Wugs is way nuts than this. And yeah. Like, Mellow. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty lame. Yeah, it's it really <clears throat> like a shame. Like, they built this big, beautiful stadium. Yeah. And uh, the energy would have been awesome in mm-hmm. there, right? It was like the perfect And then it's just stadium. like crickets in there, like 50 people in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but this is what it is. Yeah. What a crazy experience. I mean, for me, it was great because i literally had nothing to lose yeah everything was just positive for me (laughs) yeah but for you it was like it's it's a good thing it was your fourth but like i guess everyone there kind of had had been there before except for taylor Mm -hmm. and had some experience but going in where you're like okay i'm trying to peak mentally physically and then it's like okay and now you're stuck in a room yeah and you can't lift you can't play you can't like fine-tune any of your things that you've been training for for like years now yeah it's just insane it was a shame i was playing some pretty good ball leading up to mm-hmm. to tokyo and i uh, just i felt like all my mom- momentum right. going into it exactly was like lost how could you possibly have momentum with with that yeah right yeah, yeah sitting in a room for four or five days yeah, yeah. and we weren't allowed to train against a team um it was really like, man, I felt like I was a leper. Like, <laughs> yeah. I had my own my own car that was completely like plastic. There was a right. whole thing of plastic separating me from the driver. And they dropped me off, and they always knew I was coming, and the guy was there to meet me. 
And then he, we'd walk through security and whatever, and he would like shoo everyone away. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it was crazy. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, like, you know, everyone like like, like, got out of the way. Yeah, like, like, he must have been saying like, keep your distance or something. Right, right, right. And um, yeah, it's really kind of strange. We couldn't use... um, like the shower, I couldn't use the showers there, or like if I <laughs> yeah, used the right. bathroom there, they had to san- they had to sanitize it right when I was done. It was crazy. <laughs> Didn't yeah. you get? I, I remember seeing a picture or video or something where like Nick was getting showered, but Jason was like squirting you with the hose. Oh, yeah, <laughs> a big like fire hose for <laughs> yeah. the uh, the courts. Use yeah. The also, I yeah. checked the water source of, of that <laughs> later. Yeah. I went and looked at the giant like reservoir thing. I was like. There's definitely some uh, yeah. larva in there. Or something. Yeah. It, was <laughs> <warm. Phil. laughs> it was warm. It was warm. Warm water, yeah. yeah. Oh, what, what an experience. Wild, I mean, right. like someone maybe younger or maybe if it was your first Olympics could have sure. really gotten yeah. mind-fucked by all that, like yeah. in a bad way. Yeah, like the Czech guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel that. terrible for them. Yeah, and like they were playing good ball too, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they tried to... Make it out of pool, like they kind of had a, like an uphill battle, mm-hmm. right? And who did they play? Like Russia and Mexico, Mexico? or was it just Mexico? Because they had to forfeit to Toxin. Oh, that's right. Uh, Plavins, I yeah. think. And then yeah. did they play two or just one? I think they played two. Okay. And they, I think they won in a tight three setter and then lost in a tight three setter. Okay. And they needed to win like both in two, I think. Or yeah. I don't remember. I had plenty of time on my hands, so yeah, I was right. doing all the math. Yeah. I watched a lot of volleyball, and, um, which was kind of cool. Yeah, I was about to say, what what did you do? Because when we had when we had Taylor Crab on, man, he was talking about because his isolation was a whole different. Yeah, <laughs> he said his his window was like uh, he couldn't open. He his couldn't window. open. Did you have a window? No. Oh yeah. Did you have a window? I mean, I had a window, okay. but it looked right into a gray wall. Like that was like <laughs> ten feet away. Okay. So like I didn't get much like natural sunlight, right. which was yeah, kind of tough. Yeah. I actually um, to get used to the humidity there. Whenever I'd sneak out of the room, and there was like a, a stairwell outside, and I'd kind of keep an eye on it to see when the sun was shining on the stair, and then I'd pop out and like do like a fifteen minute workout. Right. Uh. Hopefully not get caught. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, I don't, if I would have got caught, I don't know. Like, would they kick me out of the Olympics? I don't know, you know. I oh might be in a Tokyo God. prison Can today. imagine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. That was insane. That There definitely needs to be, like, uh, a documentary that comes out or something about, like, what ha- what actually happened to the athletes yeah. in the yeah. Olympics. There's probably so many stories. Just within our yeah. sport, there's a bunch of, like, nut stories. Yeah. The Czech girls had to... They got... Oh, Czech girls too. Yeah, they they didn't were gone. Even play, right? Yeah, and that was and Marketa Sokova. She just retired. Yeah. She didn't play again. And so Barra's still playing, but yeah, right. they had to forfeit. And I think their coaching staff got it. I yeah, think. Simon. Yeah, to, yeah. Just that was brutal because all the Czech teams were playing great. Yeah. And then yeah, just shitty. Yeah. So it goes sometimes, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if it's better for that to be like your last Olympics or your first. Because now, I mean, you can only go up yeah. from here. You and Taylor Crab, you're not going to get a worse Olympic experience than what you guys got. I mean, I had a great experience. How is it going to be sitting at home where I could just watch yeah. what's going on over there? Yeah. You kind of played what, like 
Like you were playing with like the house's money, like you, yeah, like there was no pressure, like yeah, not really. I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I just was like, Jake, this is my set. Like this, this is the set I want. That was the priority. And then I was, and then I told him, let me make a few bonehead errors because I just need to, I just right. need to do that every once in a while, and I need to know that it's okay because I need to play free and like loose. And then everything from there, I was like, oh. See what happens. I think you had the highest hitting percentage in the yeah. tournament, right? Yeah. yeah. So he got my set down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not surprising. We weren't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's legit setter. Um, we just didn't get stops defensively. Mm-hmm. But I'll take it. Yeah. Get yeah. some wins. My first match against Adrian, and I was like full time defense for the first time. I was like, oh, it's not the best guy to be. F- he might just don't let him cross me up. Yeah. yeah. You know, with his trickery. And pass the sky ball. Pass the first sky ball well, and don't let him break my ankles. Did you hear what happened with Adrian and Enrico? Yeah, uh, kind of. Like the Italian Federation. Oh, yeah, 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 I did hear. Did not give him any funding, so yeah. they couldn't bring a coach. <clears throat> Nothing. They gave all the funding to Nikolai Lupo. Mm-hmm. So Nikolai Lupo was rolling around like four deep yep. coaches, right? And then... Um, yeah, age, poor Adrian, and um, that's been the story of his whole well, career, kind of. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. He was telling me about that. Like, he was totally like mind fucked going into it because it was like Italy. Like, it felt like they were like disowning him. Like, uh, you're not playing for us. He's like, well, I'm like representing I us in the Olympics. Yeah. I qualified, and yeah. like I'm wearing yeah. this flag in the Olympics. Like, so he was like not in a good mental space playing. And that was, I mean, when he first started, because you remember, because we had him on the podcast and he was telling us about when he first started with Italy. And he said, you actually played a pretty big part in him, I think, getting, Rang- getting a tryout yeah, or something. And they said, if you don't either win or medal in this event, and that might have been the one that him and Rangieri got bronze and they beat Numerdor and uh, Varenhorst. Mm. And they were like, if you don't medal, we're going with Caminati. And they came out of the qualifier and medaled, and they were like, "Oh, that was Por- right. Porich, I think, maybe." And so, like, Adrian's just like balled out. Like, yeah. I feel like the Italian Federation is like, "This guy just keeps winning. <laughs> we want someone else. He's so him. good." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has the craziest story of anyone. I think. Like, yeah. if you want to make a documentary about any athlete, go listen to that guy's story. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, all odds stacked against him. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. He's in a sport where now it's gotten like giant, right? You know, um, and here's he's what five nine, five ten. Um, you know, not the biggest jumper, like right. you know, it's just his hand contact and his crazy wrists, like really, yeah, and ball crazy, control, obviously, crazy yeah. confidence. Yeah. yeah. Have you been keeping up with the world tour? Yeah, I like to. I whatever I. I su- subscribe to the app, so I watch. Uh, yeah. I just have it on in the background, whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, like, like any match that piques my interest, I'll, you know, pop on. Yeah. Um, have you watched uh, the Swedish kids play? Yeah, and uh, I have a thought of that because um, the tour has gotten so big, mm-hmm. right? Like when I first started playing FIVBs, I was like the, t- the tallest or one of, you know, top yeah. three maybe. Right. And now, like, last year, I was probably, like, not even the top 10. Mm-hmm. So that's over, like, 15 years or whatever. Right. right? Yeah. 
Um, but what's going to, like the style that's going to neutralize the big blocker, the big block is the jump that set. crazy offense they're uh-huh. running. And I'm so glad <laughs> that I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Because Miles my, Partain already is enough for me. Like, <laughs> like I hate that. Yeah. I just want to deal with my one guy I got to deal with. And then, you know. Right. But then having like, oh, is he going? I don't know. Being late. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you're like, like, then, like for Miles and Paul, they run that kind of flat set out right. to the pin. Yeah. Right. So, like, in that situation, you kind of want to be already out on the pin waiting mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Not working your way out, like, flying out there. Right, and, and then, reaching. Or, yeah, yeah, and you're just in a bad spot, and, yeah, it's a pain. I feel like you've made your whole career out of, like, lining up in the right spot and just pressing, like, right, crazy. Right, just getting up big and, yeah. I'm making you move up top. But now, like, now the guys are way bigger. you got to, like, make some moves. And, yeah. It's kind of reminds me of indoor middle blocking because you're late on everything as a yeah. middle blocker you know they're just especially nowadays like they're just like shooting every sh- set's a shoot set and there's three of them so you're like late on everything that's basically what it feels like mm-hmm. where you have to like be really comfortable being halfway there i don't know i i'm coming around with it too i mean it's probably gonna be a big part of the the game going forward yeah it's definitely inefficient because how many sets that you could have just stood there and got a kill, and now you're jumping as a setter? Right. So I don't know if the longevity is there, but or if you're going to see like the older players doing it, the guys in like 35 plus doing it. But because right think, now it's just the young guys, really. Yeah. They're doing it a lot. Right. Like we've all there's been people are jump setting for years but that was just like here and there like kind of messing around type yeah or like where you just like jumped and the blocker came really early and right threw one out there like i've probably done like five or six um before like on the fivb yeah now it's like well trevor he's anti-jump set isn't he well that's the problem yeah i jump set (laughs) trevor once and he's like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) bro just hit it what the hell i was like all right i guess i can't do that anymore (laughs) I'm like, well, there's no block, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I agree, though. I think it's definitely where the game's going. Like, I don't think it, like, the way I see it is, like, like you have a, your volleyball, this is a little cheesy, but you have your volleyball skills tool belt, mm-hmm. right? And I can tell you've been doing clinics with this. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, every once in a while, you got to pull the jump set out. Yeah, exactly. It, um I think it's just another kind of thing you could pull out, like yeah. a tool or whatever. Um, especially if you know you got a big blocker like an Andy Mole, right? And just yeah, exactly. keep him guessing just a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't let him like get get in his spot and you know let him get down yeah. low and make his big move. Mm-hmm. But it neutralizes an Andy Mole, right? And I think I have a theory. Uh, if those Swedish kids can get a little more consistent. Um, that they're going to have some battles, Norway and Sweden. Huh. And who would ever have thought the that battle Norway of Scandinavia and Sweden yeah, would be like the two teams, like, you know. Um, Those are my two, my genes. Yeah. yeah. Swedish and Norwegian. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I got to throw some jump setting in there for sure. You have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It's funny though. Did you watch their uh, semifinal of European champs? I didn't, no. It's a good one. If you still they beat have, them, right? Uh, if you still have a Volumetrics account, you should 
you'd enjoy that one because okay. I think that's a, a look into the future of what we're going to see between those two. Yeah. Because, man, that defender, I mean, he's, he's, really good. he's something else. Yeah. Uh, he's unbelievable. Yeah. The, hmm. What neutralized the jump setting, though, in uh, the Maldives was it got pretty windy. Windy. Yeah. And the blocker, his passing wasn't all that great, um, especially when they played Sharif and Ahmed. His passing was there, and they won like 21-12. But wind kicked up, started passing off the court. And when he's just running straight into Sharif, it was it was a problem. Hmm. And so there's no jump setting, no options. And when it's just when you're just playing one guy, and it was also like – Heat index was like 105. Yeah. And the blocker was just melting down. Oh, really? I was like, all right, I think we kind of found a, a very small snippet of an Achilles heel for this team is wind. Well, serve tough they, and, um, and wind. They were in Cancun last year for those three tournaments, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, they didn't know really how to, like, they kept trying to, like, in Cancun it was super windy, right? Yeah, it was gnarly. And um, I just remember watching the blocker try to push that pass you know over in front of the right um the right side and it just kept going 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 <laughs> you know and I'm like dude i would just be like you can't run this kind of offense <laughs> yeah. you know so you just have to go like uh low pass low set and kind of just yeah that win was almost a joke like some of the worst wind i've ever played in. yeah especially if you're on the super far court yeah like uh, where you're exposed to By the warm-up court? Yeah. The warm-up court was the worst. Yeah. Like you literally couldn't, like you could set it two feet over the net and it'll come back and be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like it was that bad. Yeah. And it was like consistent every day. For three weeks yeah. straight. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So Adrian was just having a field day. Yeah. Oh. It's funny. You think about the two teams. You get Adrian and Rico, win ball, Sweden. Does not want the win. But I think if you look at sort of a... You'd think they would be win, good win ball players because it is. They play a high ball control game. Like yeah. To be able yeah. to shoot set, or like not shoot set, but like option every ball pass, and yeah. then pass it like yeah. strategically yeah. further over one way to get the blocker to go and then run the other. Like you'd think they'd have it, but yeah, maybe not much wind in Sweden. But you look, uh, you look at where the biggest tournaments are played in the Olympics... You're gonna play in a humongous stadium. There's not gonna be any wind. Yeah, yeah. Like totally. world champs, it's gonna be a big yeah, stadium. They're, they're dangerous. No and at this point, they're. It's like on any given day they could get hot and and win a tournament. Yeah, like they're they're at that point. Yeah, and they're like, twenty or something. Like that. Yeah. yeah, twenty and the defenders twenty, blockers twenty one. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, when I was twenty twenty one, like I. Like, I could barely make it to class, you know, <laughs> much less, like, travel the world and, like, yeah. win European champ. Like, or same with Mo yeah, and Sorum. They were winning, like, they are dominating the world at that age, right? Totally. Yeah. And Anders, I mean, he's still, what, like, 25? Yeah, 25, yeah. Jeez. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. He's got a long career ahead of him. Yeah. If he could stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Because um, he's already been a little banged up. Yeah. You know. His, uh, he has such like crazy flexibility and range for like how, how tall is he? Six eight, six probably six I seven. I think six, he's eight. like, uh, yeah, six seven or so. Yeah, but he's like pretty thick guy. Like, he's not he's strong. skinny. He's I saw strong. him in the gym once. Um, what was that? I think it was in Rome or Hamburg. I think it was Hamburg and World Champs. Yeah, and he had uh, hundred kilos on 220 right and he just sat in his squat like pretty deep 
220 kilo. I mean, 220 pounds. at the bottom? Just, yes. And I was like, well, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. That explains a lot. He gets you his know. butt all the way to the sand when he blocks. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, like, if you look at him, he's got, like, kind of shorter legs, which enables him to get that low. Huh. And then a really long torso, long arms. And so he could, like, and he's, like, super flexible. Like, he's yeah, he makes almost it. like an L shape in the air, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's crazy. He makes crazy moves up yeah. top above the net. Which makes me think, like, yeah. the amount of, like, footwork that isn't needed for someone who can do that. I remember the first time I played him, I hit like this. <clears throat> I knew he was big. Oh, no, second time I played him. Um, I knew he was big, so I was, like, it was like playing against you where I'm like, okay, you got to play a little different. Like, they, he can cut off different angles. And I went, like, out of the middle, super sharp, like, cuff back down to the line but like i'm going far and he's in front of me and he freaking did that l move yeah. all the way back and blocked it i was like bro i hit that like where i wanted to so i knew that you wouldn't be able to block <laughs> yeah. it yeah. and you freaking reached all the way back I'm like all right this guy's different he's yeah. phil that makes giant moves up top <laughs> god <Yeah>. damn it <laughs> it's with completely different style block yeah. yeah yeah right it was fun talking uh to theo about prime phil and prime anders who wins that debate? I think uh, I listened to the episode yeah. because a couple of people told me to listen. And um, it's almost turned into like, you ever watch that uh, the documentary on Bo Jackson? Yeah. Where like, uh, when Bo was 17, he jumped over the Mississippi River. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like it's kind of like turned into like, <laughs> I, like that was the first thing I thought. Like, How great is that? Yeah, it was a little <laughs> The legend of the thin beast. Yeah, it was a little exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was nice words, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I had it going pretty good there, especially in uh, 2010. We played 12 FIVB tournaments, and um, we won nine, got a second, third, and fourth. So that was <laughs> Holy by God. far our best uh, season. But, like, the Norwegians are kind of doing the same thing every year. Yeah, basically. I mean, the competition's yeah. much better now. Exactly, right? yeah. But, like, that, what you just said, is unmatched. I don't think Norway's even done that, right? I think they've won seven they, in one year. When they, so 2018, when they won Stad Vienna Hamburg back to back to back, that kicked off a streak where they won... They won eight of the next twelve, so that was like oh, that was eleven God. of fifteen big ones. That's insane. And then they won Olympics, and then they just and they won four straight European champs, which is insane. Yeah, yeah, no, it's and then they just tacked on nuts. their first world championship. You also so they look at Grand like Slam. A, look yeah. at like basketball when you look back at the Wilt Chamberlains and the yeah. Bill Russells and stuff. Resume wise, they're amazing, but. The game's just updating, and yeah. they're getting more yeah. athletic and all that. And that um, 2010 was the first year with that new Mikasa. And um, mm. everyone served Todd, who was like crazy good passer. Right. And he, he picked up on that Mikasa, no problem. Yeah. Right? Where everyone was still kind of mm. dealing with it. Yeah. And um, I think like passing's probably my weakest part of my game. So maybe if people were... Disturbed me a little bit. They were too uh, scared. Well, yeah. yeah. I like last year when people were going after Anders a little bit. That since he has to deal with, I have this theory that if you're um, usually a team is one guy's a point scorer, 
one guy's a side out guy, right? Right. right. And um, so once you start the points, once you serve the points scorer, now that takes a little bit of focus off of the scoring points, blocking, mm-hmm. serving, whatever. Um, and so everyone served Todd. And so I was like, okay, and then I could go back and bomb jump serves yep. and um, do my thing at the net. Um, and then sometimes, like, the team that beat us the most, but we also played them about 100 times with Jake and Rosie. Yeah. And every once in a while, they would catch me on a bad day or something, and they, like, they always tried me mm-hmm. every match you right. know, to see where I was at. Um, huh. And then, um, you know, if they're scoring points, they just keep it on me. It's yeah. also just like a rhythm thing. I've totally felt <laughs> the same way. Like, I feel very comfortable. Oh, they're going at Trevor. They think he shoots a lot. Okay, perfect. Set. Mm-hmm. I can cover a lot. I, like, know what my role is, you know, uh-huh. when, when they're going at him. At, and then when they switch, sometimes I get caught off guard because I'm like, yeah. oh, crap. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Now I need him to be. The, and, and even for him, like, he needs to be the covering and like right. doing all the small things really paying attention to setting giving good calls bring bring a little more serving and it's just like that awareness for you both to be like and i think i started saying it I was like, hey now you got to be that guy like we both have to have that awareness to like switch right but you don't so it like totally takes and like for an anders is like he might think okay now i still have to score i still have to serve and i have to side out so now i literally have to do everything yeah. And it kind of can overwhelm him. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. I mean, Christian, a thing. like, I would like to see his stats on um, out of a thousand swings, how many errors is he making? Right. Because it's so, like, rarely do you see that guy yeah. make an error. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you'll score a point on him every once in a while, sure. But Anders um, will give up points, freebies. Right. But then there'll be games where he's just untouchable. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then. You just chalk it up yeah. to like, all right, <laughs> he's pretty good in this game. Yeah. And if and if you're trying him, I mean, because I've watched as much Norwegian film as I can. If you're trying him, at what point are you like, all right, maybe? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> just throw a couple over to Christian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe we'll come back a little later, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. like sneak one down his line or something. Yeah, because I feel like Cancun was the perfect storm. That was like, I feel like every single team just got together and was like. We're all serving Anders now. Like, just Cancun. It's like everyone turned it on, mm-hmm. which is, I feel like was the perfect storm because it was super hot. Yeah. It was super windy. I mean, Anders hadn't been served in three yeah, years. Right. And he was coming off a, I think he had a stress fracture in his femur or something like that. Oh, yeah. God. That's not yeah. what you want. And yeah. then, you know, Christian, I think if there is a weakness in his game, it's probably his setting, if there is one. And so yeah. you have like this perfect storm of elements and then everyone just stuck on Anders and stayed with it because they would get a couple early. Right. And then by the time the Olympics rolled around, it's like, all right, this stopped he got He got into <laughs> yeah. the rhythm. Right. They, but they still won in Cancun. How yeah. Many, they won. Yeah, they won both. They won both, right. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how we just talked about it. Like, yeah. And they found the piece. Yeah. They served well, Anders. Yeah. And they still won the yeah. tournament. They but. struggled in <laughs> Sochi. Sochi. I think they got 17. Sochi was, was their worst one, I think. And mm. Ostrava. But you never know when he's hurt, too. Yeah. Yeah, Strava, they weren't in the semis, I don't think. Yeah, which is a, such a disappointment for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. Yeah, but we were, uh, before we came on, we were talking about your Sochi travels with Nick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we wanted to revisit that. 
So we went to Sochi last year, and um, you had to get a COVID test, right? And it had to be uh, three days before. I can't remember. Three days before yeah, you got like there. Or I don't remember. But Germany changed their rules. We're connecting through Germany, and they changed the rules, and it had to be 48 hours before, even if you're just connecting. Right. So, like, <laughs> we run to the... They had a COVID testing place in the airport, of course. And uh, we take our tests, and it's taking forever, of course, right? There's, like, a line. Right. And Nick is just freaking <laughs> out. And I'm just sitting there, like, whatever, messing around on my phone. Or and Nick is like, dude, are you not worried? Like, what the world? dude? Like, <laughs> like, he was just like, you know. I'm like, dude, like, I'll get worried once... We miss a flight. Right. <laughs> then we gotta figure out how we're gonna get to Sochi. You know. But for now, I'm I'm um, pretty positive that we're gonna get our we're gonna get our test results just just in time. And that's exactly what they, we got it. We ran back to the to the counter. She didn't even check our test. Oh yeah, that's the worst. And uh, we got our ticket and whatever we made it. But, uh, and but that's, that's why. Like just a little. Wait, why were you on the same flight with them? Because you guys are different uh, airlines usually, right? To get to Sochi was un American. He had to, it was like going to take him like 36 hours. Oh, so so that one. Because trip. like it was still COVID travel. And, yeah. yeah. So he was on United. And that but it's one. good to have a different airline with your partner sometimes if you spend so much time. Yes, with because you like legit. Otherwise, the whole summer would be with this one person. Yeah, for the most part. That's right? how I was in me and Hayden. He was he's a Delta guy. Yeah. So I just traveled with Evie. But I was like, it's probably probably for the best. Yeah. Like he probably needs time away from me, and I need time away from him. Yeah. And I was like, what, twenty four, twenty five at the time. And he's and like he was forty four. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle John. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. He's still going. Yeah. That's wild, dude. How about you? I feel like after, from my perspective, after twenty. 16 you you seem like you were maybe going to call it there in a big way like you really were pondering yeah was that the time around there yeah um the fact that you're sitting here now like blows my mind yeah for whatever reason i don't remember it's like so long ago yeah really it seems like uh yesterday but i don't know i think it was like the only way i know how to make money is play ball (laughs) right right? so i was like (laughs) Well, what can I do? Well, the only thing I know is beach volleyball. I have a degree in business administration, which is like worthless, right? Basically, right. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, I guess I'll play. And Nick and I had a great season that year. Yeah, we. Um, I think we won the most tournaments in the world that year. We won World Tour champs, which was like nice paycheck. Yeah, and. Um, Oh yeah, that was that year. That wasn't that hundred grand. Hundred, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now it's I think it's one fifty. Yeah, in in Doha oh, yeah. in a couple God months. Damn it! What's second? Do you know what second is? Maybe seventy five. Oh, so it's, it's still it's big. God. Oh, my that's cool. God. Yeah, it's so funny that the prize money is so bad, and then the one event they just put all yeah. of it into. Yeah, I, they could have done a a good job, a better job of building that up because that'd have been a cool thing to follow like like who are these eight teams going to be because that's a big freaking carrot to dangle at the end of the year exactly i think that's something that uh 
could be cleaned up for next year. I'd follow that. Like yeah. this is the race Heck to yeah. a hundred fifty thousand dollar. Right. <laughs> well, I think our whole play. sport should be like that's just what sports are. Like every, NBA is that like they're trying the to championship figure right. out who's going to be in the playoffs. Right. NFL, everything. Our sport never has like we're never like building for something. Even yeah. Olympics, I feel like fans have to like go out and figure it out. Like they were all really stoked when the McKibbins broke down the Olympic race for everybody yeah. last year. Like, yeah. why is this the first time someone's breaking it down for the fans in a simple way? Right. Right? It's never really been, like, a huge... Everyone's following the race. It's like the players are following it, and that's right. kind of it. Right? Yeah. So they, weird. The AVP did a good job with Phoenix, I thought, this year. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, they did a few Instagrams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, better than... Assuming you're on Instagram. It's an improvement. Um, but yeah, I think with the Olympic race coming up, I've been talking to, uh, Lee Feinswag at Volleyball Mag, like, how can we make this? Like, a, we just want like a regular thing on the website, just tracking, yeah. have like a, one sidebar for the whole world rankings and one sidebar, just tracking specifically the American teams and where everyone's at. Cause that's, I mean, that's what the sport, that's what the fans are following anyways, right. the Olympic race. And I think. For the World Tour Finals, I mean, that would be a, a good thing just to have, like, a regular update. Like, this is where everyone's at. This team is about to pass this team. Especially because, I mean, Anders and Christian, they'd only played, like, four events this year. They were sort of on the outside looking in for a minute. Dang. And that's a race to follow. <laughs> 100%. There's so many good storylines there. I mm-hmm. They are doing a little bit better of a job, or, or they say that they're going to um, invest more in that kind of stuff. I keep hearing it, but it's not really happening. Yeah. I mean, Volleyball World, they, they had a lot going on this year. It was their first year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Running stuff. Right. New app, new streaming, like new everything. Yeah. I think that the app is a no-brainer, though. Like, Yeah. 100%, right. yeah. And it, it did make it easier to follow. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I was following it through the app for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, apparently making an app's a lot harder than <laughs> we all make it sound, though. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, make an app for that. I mean, like yeah. in streaming live matches... Yeah, that's probably makes be. it a little more difficult, right? Yeah, yeah, through the app, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. But I mean, you started your own business venture, the Phil Dahlhauser Academy. Oh yeah, we got a little club in Orlando. Yeah, um, we only have two courts, but we're we're getting two more, so we'll have four. Sweet. Um, but I thought, like, I was like, um, you know we don't have to advertise or anything like people are just going to come, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, turns out, uh, Orlando is kind of dominated by indoor oh. and we're having to kind of build our own like little beach volleyball community huh. and like, um, you know, having to go out to clubs and middle schools and whatever. does not sound like the stuff that you wanted. To be I doing. do not want to do that. <laughs> I actually enjoy being out in the sand with the kids and right. like, Talking a little trash, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, like um, that. That's kind of fun. Um, and actually, my uh, my son's um, coming out now. He's like, uh, he's like the laziest <laughs> athlete. Like he's a pretty good athlete. Like he's lefty. He like you know catch and throw pretty good. Like we'd he even be in soccer, and the kid would dribble by him. He just kind of like nonchalantly put a stick of foot out you know <laughs> baseball he was always the last kid in the dugout from the field last kid in his in his spot to get in yeah. out to the field and i'm like hey, <laughs> hey man like you know you gotta like 
hustle to your spot and hustle off the field. He's like, yeah. And then me, I'm like pretty relaxed about it, but my wife is not. <laughs> hustle! <laughs> <She's> hustle! <laughs> and like, I mean, she's loud. You know, there's no way he does not hear that. But then, like, um, whatever, like, I don't know, a month and a half ago or so, like, um, like, all right, dude, you got to pick a sport. What you, what you want to do? And he's like, I want to come play beach ball. And now this fool is like running around the place, diving. He's like drenched in sweat. I'm like, what? Who is this kid? <laughs> like, this is not nice. Yeah. So he's like totally into it. Yeah. And like, like if he gets, we'll play like king of the court or whatever. And like every once in a while, he'll get like second or whatever third. And he's like, he's got to be pretty. Sorry, go ahead. Um, and he's like, he uh, he goes home um, and tells Jen, my wife, I got second in king of the court today. Like he's totally into it. No Which way. I didn't really want him to want them to be in the volleyball. Um, but I mean, if he's into it, then I'm cool with that. It's yeah. like the opposite of what the parents want. That's usually what the kid does. I yeah. feel like. Yeah. It's like our. It's like Gabby. Um, she's pretty like anti pink and all like the stereotypical mm. girly stuff. Yeah. So I was just like. You look at all the baby photos, blue, green, black, white, gray, whatever. And now she will only wear dress. I, I haven't seen my daughter wear normal clothes once, actually. <laughs> and I think she just, like, forgot what she was doing. In, like, two or three months, she sleeps in her dresses. Uh-huh. They're all pink. <laughs> Shoes are glittered. And neither of us push that at right. all. She's just like, just all right, we got is. what we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sebastian's got to be pretty tall too, right? Um, he's like, he's definitely taller, but not like crazy off the charts. Our Sophia, who's eight, is like um, super tall and not, she hasn't found the coordination not yet. Not the athlete. <laughs> She's like, her, I mean, her body type is exactly like mine. All limbs, not so much torso, <laughs> and it's just like skinny, like little twig legs, you know. So um, she's into the arts. Yeah, actually, yeah, and she's um, she likes swimming. Whatever. Oh, there you go. We're gonna take a quick break from the show, not just any break. This is the Waikia water break. Now, Waikia has been keeping us hydrated all year long, not just with any ordinary water. This is Hawaiian volcanic water. In all those bottles you saw, what's really cool is that they're made up of 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. So what that means is that each bottle helps remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So they're not just keeping us hydrated. They're helping out the environment, too. And try, that's not the only cool thing they're doing. That's right. They're giving back to those in Hawaii through the Kokua Initiative, which supports the local food banks and the nonprofits out there. Another really cool thing is that they make coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, so I'm excited to drink this product. And for every pound of coffee purchased, Waikia donates a book to a child through its literacy program. So use promo code SANCAST online at waikia.com to receive 20% off your order. You can also pick some up at 7-Eleven. Live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically, live aloha 
at wyakea.com. Thank you guys, the listeners, for giving support to the sponsors, which then allows us to continue supporting us. It's a virtuous cycle. We love it. We love that you're listening. We love that the sponsors are on board. And we love that Wilson Volleyball has been with us since day one. Almost five years now, Wilson has been working with the boys, and we love those guys. We love the volleyballs they make, the ball carts they make. We love the apparel that they make. I saw Troy Field playing golf with the golf clubs that they make. We love Wilson. Love everything they got, love everything they put out there, and as do you. And to get a 20% discount of all Wilson materials, just the volleyball stuff, get use the discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that's SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson materials. I mean, I'd say that off-season's coming up, but there's really no off-season. But at this point in the year, you probably need to restock up on volleyballs. I know I have. I just put in an order for 15 more. It's about time for you to do the same. So use the discount code SANDCAST-20 to restock on all Wilson volleyballs, the best beach volleyball in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. And guess what? Try and I just signed on another year-long contract with Athletic Greens, keeping the partnership going because it is one of the best partnerships we could have for this podcast. If you guys aren't on Athletic Greens yet, if you're not taking those scoops of those green veggies, I cannot recommend it enough. I haven't been sick in two years because of Athletic Greens, and we bring it on the road. They have these awesome little travel packs that they bring. you can bring on the road with you. I bring them everywhere. I haven't missed a day in the last year and a half or so pretty much ever since me and try started working with them it's basically a multivitamin the best multivitamin on the block it's cheap it's less than three dollars a day which it might sound expensive but if you're investing in your health it's cheaper than your cold brew coffee habit it's cheaper than the lattes and it's way better for you all right, it's it's the the best all-in-one nutritional insurance you can get. I mean, Joe Rogan, he has it. Tim Ferriss is promoting it. Michael Gervais promoting it. Andrew Huberman's promoting it. All the big dogs are. We're just the little dogs here at Sandcast, and we're promoting it, and we stand by it. Me and Try, we've been healthy all season long, despite playing two huge schedules this year. And Try's got another couple big ones coming up with Olympic qualifying. And the best way we're fueling ourselves: Athletic Green. And you can fuel yourself the same way by using our code athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that's where you get our partner deal. You will get five free packs and a year's supply of their vitamin D. That is a year's supply of vitamin D. Now, we're on the beach. We get a lot of it anyway, but you can always use more. It's so good for your immune system. It's so good for your overall health. So that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. That's where you will find our partner deal. So I cannot encourage you enough to pick up some athletic greens today. If you love the podcast and want to show how much you love the podcast, then get some Sandcast merchandise. We've got t-shirts, we've got tank tops, we've got coffee mugs, hats, long sleeves, sweatshirts, backpacks, you name it. If you go to sandcastmerch.com, you can find virtually anything you want. And if there's nothing in our store that you don't that you want, you can just send us an email and we'll make it for you. That's how easy it is. So if you want to rock your the merch of your favorite podcast today, tomorrow, whenever you want to get it, go to sandcastmerch.com and start rocking some Sandcast apparel. Looking for a book to read? Well, I know the absolute perfect one. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you are obviously a volleyball fan of some sort, be it indoors or beach volleyball. And that means that you have probably heard 
of a guy named Ken Steffes. And if you haven't, well, you can flip open our book, Kings of Summer. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. You can find our book, Kings of Summer, The Rise of Beach Volleyball. Now, Ken, he didn't do interviews for like 20 years after his retirement when he was 30. He's the most dominant beach volleyball player of all time. He won more than half the tournaments he played. He won the 1996 Olympic gold medal with Karch Karai, and we wrote all about it. We had the first inside look of the rise of beach volleyball from the first professional tournament in 1976 up until those 1996 Atlanta Games, the first that beach volleyball was in the Olympics. I had an absolute blast working on this book with Kent, and Kent had a blast writing on it. He's been writing a ton on Facebook. He is back in the beach volleyball game, and the best, I mean, it's honestly... You know, it's the work that I'm probably more proud of than anything that I've done because it, it had interviews from all the greats. It had Sinjin Smith, it had Karch Karai, it's got Randy, Dodd, Hovland, and then Kent's there the whole time, his voice going in and out and writing it with me. And if you're a fan of old school beach volleyball, if you're a fan of beach volleyball at all, if you're a fan of volleyball or the Olympics or just stories of greatness, that is the one for you. So go ahead, go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Kings of Summer today. Um. How old is Sebastian now? He's nine. Okay, so if I'm going to partner with him, <laughs> how long? You got to hang around for a Hyden while. Hyden was 17 years older than me, so it gets me thinking, you know? 17 years old. You're what, 33? Yeah. So, I mean, it's about the same, right? Exactly. That's why I'm, that's why I'm thinking. If this kid's into it, <laughs> yeah. and he's got Jan and Phil's dollhouser jeans. jeans, and he's at the, the Dollhouser Academy. Got a built-in coach. Yeah. He's got a coach. <laughs> He doesn't listen to me, but he listens to our assistant coach, but not me. (laughs) (laughs) Who is your assistant down there? Uh, He's actually a pretty good player. Uh, His name is Skylar Lillithorpe. Oh, he's Uh, great. And he's been winning a lot of those grass, AVP grass tournaments. Oh, nice. He he was a setter at... um, Northridge? Yes, Northridge. And um, the three-on-three grass games is just his... He's lefty. He's probably like 6'4". And um, him sitting on the grass is just like got a good arm too. Yeah, he yeah he hits it pretty good. Um, huh. And he, he like he's a pretty good coach too. So, grass uh, is gnarly. Grass yeah. gets really intense. Yeah, because it's like indoor, but you have less players, so it's like not as much of just like set a high ball and hit the crap out of it. Like you're really trying to beat the block, and like guys are late and. It's dangerous too. A lot yeah. of people get hurt on the grass because you're slight. You slip a lot, right? Yeah, I think the three on three short court grass game uh, could be fun, and it kind of like you know marries the two sports, beach and indoor. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it could grow, right? right. Like you get to pull out some guys from indoor, and then. You know, if there's enough money, some beach players right. would jump in too. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was good what AVP did with the AVP grass. Right. Um, but I don't know if they're going to roll with it. I don't know. It just seems so. The problem is, is like each tournament has their own style. Like Pottstown is like two on two, big court. Mm. And it's Shout just out. like, yeah. Oh, Pottstown's two on two? Two on two. I haven't heard of that. And you play a lot of matches. It's like 100 teams in open. Yeah. Something like that. Have you played? Yeah. 2004 champ. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're wondering. <laughs> with, with but Nick? I'm still a little sore, yeah, from this. No kidding. Like, dude, yeah, we had, I think we had a pool of six teams, five or six teams, I don't remember. But we played a ton of pool play matches, and then, like, I think 32 teams make it out of pool because there's so many. Yeah. Um, there's so many teams, and then it's just, like, yeah, regular whatever, uh, side-out scoring. And it's just a grind. Have you played Beach Force? No, that's not my game. I I played uh, a little bit of that Mexi Ball. Yeah, which is not my game either. You'd be a good um, <laughs> force setter. Yeah, because then you have that, you that's... up at the net blocking, yeah. and you can set the pins are easy. Yeah. You got to learn the little the like middle the kind of oh yeah the middle of the one yeah. But yeah, that was my that. calling setting and force. Dude, yeah. force is the best fun, time though. at FUD setting in force. That's like my favorite yeah. thing I do. And you left you go over <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's perfect. I played Skylar at FUDs one year. Oh, yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to watch what he does because he's really good at this. <laughs> yeah. He's, um, yeah, that's his, uh, I keep telling him, dude, that's your game right there. Like, and he knows it. Like, it's not like he needs to hear it from me, but, right. um, yeah, like, he's like, I don't even play beach anymore. That's just, grass yeah and he's also he's 25 i think so mm. he can his body can handle it yeah. yeah you uh you went to Pottstown this year right you're doing yeah, i did a little like a uh, clinic? clinic there yeah. yeah yeah it was let's see 18 years since i've been there last jeez oh. is yeah. it i've still haven't been to Pottstown. i mean it's like two hours from where i grew up though so i'm surprised mm. i never even heard of it when i was it's like on it's huge it. it's like on three different fields now or like three like it's not all on one in one area like, huh. like it's crazy yeah how many people there are it is a massive term and prize money's good it's like 70 grand yeah this year probably i think like eight to the winners like yeah and deservedly so i mean it was a grind yeah i think nolan albrecht and tomas goldsmith won yeah and it was so each pool play matches two side out scoring matches to 11 uh, two sets and then you get out and I think 32 teams break and then it's a side out to 15 all the way to the finals <laughs> it's crazy that's crazy did uh the I know like Michael Ma'a and um they they only play threes oh those threes okay. they're playing threes okay yeah it's like well, they have literally have you watched Michael Ma and the Worsleys play uh-huh. man I they, mean just like whatever yeah. clips on they've literally Never lost. Oh, really? Right. Anything. I was talking to Zana about it, and she goes, People lose. They never lose. Like, they've never lost anything they've played. It. Yeah. Huh. But you'd think that they're not built for it because they're all small. Yeah. Like, Mike is like 6'2, six 6'3, six and the word, like, Gage is maybe six foot. Joe's maybe six foot tops. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think grass is like setters. big for goons, and it's just ball control. Yeah. Perfect it's, volleyball. And they, uh, they all look like they have. Pretty good arms, so they just rip serves. They all yeah. have good arms, and they all dig the hard driven really well, yeah. so they can actually like scoop a few balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost to them in Wapaka, only grass tournament I've ever played, and we we lost. And uh, it was one of those matches where I was like, I'd lose that a hundred times out of a hundred. I'm okay with it's losing that. Team. Who was uh, your other two? It was me and Tim Brewster and Mike Bogue. Mm. Yeah, because I played with a rob that year on the beach and then a rob wasn't going to do grass no <laughs> that is not his game <laughs> and then, no, grass is not my game either yeah. so i think that's probably the last i'll do because i wasn't right for like a month i was so sore yeah i tried to jump on the beach again i was like this is impossible yeah <laughs> it's a completely different game right yeah it was fun though i had a blast yeah 
Hey, Rob. That guy's classic. Yeah. yeah. One I, of a kind. I bet you, um, I remember a long time ago, like, um, when there's Dig Magazine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's still, is there still a Dig? No. I don't know. Yeah. They did a, an article on Albert Hanneman on, he had the most partners in a main draw. And it was like, I don't remember the number. Say like 40 partners, right? Yeah. I bet you at this point, A-Rob has doubled that number <laughs> uh, because uh, he's been doing it a long time. Yeah. yeah. So an A-Rob and another contender, maybe not for main draws, but total, Justin Phipps would be oh, a high Phipps. seed for that competition I as well. I played a tournament in yeah. 2003, uh, Hermosa <laughs> Beach, with him. Oh, really? Um, he said he'd pay my flight. I was like, all right. <laughs> and uh, Nick, Derek Zimmerman actually paid for Nick's flight, so I, I didn't have a partner anyway, so... We made it to the game to get in, and um, we played the worst team possible. <laughs> to, oh, no. It was for for uh, for Justin. It was um, uh, what's Jake? Jake Did you Gibbs? play John Bronstein? Yes, I love Bronny. Yeah, and two, and he also played with I forgot his name now. I'm not gonna remember. Um, another similar player. Okay, and they just peeled off. They just peeled on Justin and like dug him and. They kind of handled us, and they just shot around me, and yeah, um, yeah. But I was pretty happy about making the game to get in. Yeah, you know, two thousand three. That was two thousand three. Yeah, crazy. And then five yeah. years later, you won the gold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How crazy climb. was that? The full circle of, or like, when when was the the year that it kind of all flip for you? It happened really quick, right? Because you guys well, were kind of 03, uh, Nick and I were. Um, we played one qualifier. Um, we played one qualifier in oh Fort Lauderdale, and then through like we were playing like all the East Coast tournaments in the right. Toyota Series, Toyota Pro Series. Actually, close to to you, that they um, they were only running out of Virginia Beach and okay. uh, Ocean City. Okay, and. Uh, Whoever had the most points got a main draw bid. So that was our first main draw was Belmar that year. And then um, and then we qualified in all the rest of the tournaments. And How'd uh, you do in Belmar? We got 25th. Okay. 25th. Then we qualified in Manhattan. That was 48-team draw back then. We, got 25th. we won, I think, a couple matches and still get you to 25th. And then in Chicago, we ended up getting a 13th. Um, and then at the end of that year, they played a, uh, a tournament for all the qualifiers. Whoever won got four main draw bids. Oh, wow. So we won that. Um, we beat uh, Anthony Medell and John Moran in the finals. If For any volley nerds yeah. that <laughs> paid attention back then. <laughs> Not yeah. John Moran. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he was alive then. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Uh, so then, 2004, we're still living in Myrtle Beach with Adam, and um, that year, to answer your question, uh, in Hermosa, we beat. We were the 16th seed. We beat Karch and Lambo. That's a good as, win. Uh, the one seed, whatever, and then um, I th- we lost to. I don't know. I don't know how. Um, how much in detail you want with this, but I remember. Man, I'll take it. We beat Kevin Wong. Oh, we lost to Kevin Wong and Fanoi. We got put in the loser bracket. I don't remember who we played at ninth, 
But we at seventh, we beat Stein and Dax, Jeez. who in a couple months were going to Athens. Yeah. And uh. then at fifth, we beat uh, Jeff and Jeff Nygaard and Dane Blanton, Man. who a couple months ago uh, right. were going to them. They were right. another team. So then we got we end up losing <clears throat> to Kevin and Fanoi again in the semis. So then I was like, oh well, we just beat the two teams that were going to the Olympics. Yeah. Maybe this we must can, be pretty good at this. Yeah. Then, and Karch Cry. And we beat Karch who, <laughs> who was the one seed, you know, uh, which is so crazy. And the that, GOAT. Yeah. 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 And Lambo was pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, oh, maybe this thing could kind of turn into something. Because at that point, it was just avoiding real life. Right. right. Like not getting a, a desk job, basically. Yeah, right? which we're all still doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then whatever after that, that off season, we moved to uh, Santa Barbara, where Todd, Rod, Todd, and Sean Scott were training. You a moved lot. to Santa Barbara because with, you partner with Todd. No, no, no. Before uh, that, you yeah, and Nick, Nick was dating there. a girl who uh. was living in Santa Barbara, and she, her parents owned like a big house that had extra bedrooms. So I, I moved in there and was paying whatever three hundred bucks a month in rent. I still <laughs> remember the number. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And so we were training against them and Dax and Jeff Nygaard. So it's a good crew. All of a sudden, our Santa Barbara's great too. Yeah, our, yeah, well, it, yeah, sweet town. Um, our level just shot up just right. playing with those guys. Yep. And then that third tournament that year, we beat Stein and Jake Gibb in the finals of Austin. Right. For our first one. That was a big one. Yeah. I love that video. Oh yeah. You guys just losing it. It's yeah. so yeah. cool. I mean, it was like a really kind of exciting match. Like. Uh, I think we won like eighteen, sixteen, and third, or yeah. nineteen, seventeen, yeah. something like that. And it looked like you guys were like legit shocked, like, "Holy yeah. crap, we're MVP champions!" Yeah. Like, but it was I'll never, I'll never forget this. But you know how they say like your memory is like fifty percent of what actually right. happened, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So it could be completely different. <laughs> but I remember Nick coming coming up to me and being like, "Dude, can you believe we're in the finals?" Like before the match went, and. Uh, I was like, I think we belong in the finals, dude. This is where we belong. And who knows what Nick version of that is, if he even remembers, you know. But uh, I'd like to go back to see if that actually happened. Yeah. Right. You know? um, That's a cool moment. Oh, totally. Did you, like, coming into that, did you almost surprise yourself by that reaction, saying we belong in the finals? Or I don't did you, know did you where. Know? I just felt it felt right, I yeah. guess. Like, I felt like, I don't think I ever, ever was nervous. I was right. like, I wanted to get out there. Yeah. And that back then, if you made the finals, they they uh, took you out on the Nissan uh, oh, the truck. truck. Yeah, I remember that yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, and I was always like, oh, now then that injures me. That I remember yeah. that when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I was like, I want to get on the truck. That's awesome. <laughs> right out on the back. Yeah. And then I never got to do it. God damn it. Yeah. I think <laughs> Nissan, that was the last year. Nissan. I remember because you guys came to Hawaii and, and did that. Oh, yeah. We, and the yeah. Hawaii guys, we were all stoked on, like Sean Scott and Lambo. Yeah. Riding out on the back of the truck. Todd and Sean won that tournament, I think. Because they won the yeah, last three tournaments so. of the year. And that was a KOB. That was 04. Hawaii, right? That was 04. Oh, that was 04. Okay, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 05 was just like the top. I think eight teams. Top eight okay, teams, got you. Yeah. 
I remember because we were uh, the kids that uh, my buddy got selected to go out on the sand and do the in-between game where he got to, like, crawl around and try to find the next box. Oh, really? And he, he, he got the Xbox? Yeah, because we're, like, screaming at him, go left, go right. Like, he got the Xbox, and then we never had video games, so, like, we had the Xbox from there on. It was, like, <laughs> a really big moment in our lives. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. And it was all because the AVP. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote uh, a letter to the Xbox because then I was like big time gamer. Yeah. Like they probably laughed at this stupid letter. Like, Dear Xbox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love you. Um, I'm a whatever. I won, f- I don't remember how many tournaments we won that year in 06. Um, and I'm a big gamer. And yeah. I think I would be a perfect athlete to. For you guys to sponsor something, right? Like, yeah, because they're sponsoring the tour, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it was a no-brainer. Yeah, but they That's probably funny. laughed at my stupid letter. And <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you and Nick, like the last few years, have something like that, like some tie-in with a video game? Oh, company it, or but it was um, through um, Donald's dad's company. Oh, Kingston. 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 Yeah. yeah, they have um, they have a whole like. Um, like their own video gaming gear, like headphones. Oh, and right, right. Like yeah. uh, the gaming chairs. mount. Are there gaming chairs now? Oh, uh, yeah. With like vibration. But we didn't get like, those. No. <laughs> Did you we ever just, get that? We just got the headsets. Did you yeah. ever get that at home? With no, no, I wasn't that. Like, <laughs> I, I have a buddy. When that they pulled those, when they came out with those, I wasn't. Uh, that was post kids, and that's oh, when right. gaming goes kinda, out the window. Yeah. You're happy to get one night a week. Right. You know. <laughs> What's the game of choice right now? I uh my gaming days are over. Over? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm mature now. <laughs> <laughs> and what age did this start? Uh <laughs> I don't know, probably like five years ago or so. We were playing when Fortnite first came out, um, we were playing a lot on the road. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of just died off a little what bit. What about the um Oh, what's that game we were all playing? I got led into the group for a little while, and then oh, I got civil, I got booted. Uh, not so Royal, um, no Clash Royale, Clash Royale. Yeah, we Clash had of a, Clans first, right? Yes, and then Clash Royale. Yeah. I was in. So you got um, the boot. I was in the group, and then I think Nick booted me probably or something. Yeah, he he's was, pretty strict he about was, it. He was a security. I think I, <laughs> I wasn't playing. I wasn't growing fast <laughs> enough. I'm not a like I never been a gamer my whole life. My parents were just like. Didn't like it. Go play outside kind of thing. Yeah. So I needed my friends to have video games. And so, yeah, I just couldn't hang with these guys on the Clash of Clans. Yeah. <laughs> I got booted. <laughs> and then Nick, of course, was really apologetic about it. Yeah. He's just, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. But, like, He's, yeah, you're out. That's what he always says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most apologetic right. person on earth. Yeah. But he'll also light you up. Yeah, he'll hit a volleyball at a uh, a ref at a uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. on the stand. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you never heard of that? No. Oh, this is the first. Yeah, he. I, heard um, I wasn't there, but I know he got. I'm like picturing this, but I don't know. Or did I just hear about it? When was it? It was a tournament in California, so I don't know. When but I was he, when I, I was around, or no? I pre probably maybe yeah like. Uh, God, 13, 14, maybe. I'm like uh, picturing it, but I'm thinking maybe it's that memory thing where I'm just yeah. making it up in my head. <laughs> he, uh, he got uh, a set. He got, got a set. The yeah. next set, and he just turned to the ref and swung at the ref instead. But Oof. you can't like card him, 
really? Because he didn't throw it at the ref or anything. Right? I don't think he hit the ref. No, he missed. But. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he got in disagreement with the ref, of course. And uh, next ball, he just <laughs> tried to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of genius if you think about it. You're like, it was a miss yeah. hit. What? Like, yeah. you can't card me. I just hit the ball miss. No, I tried to chizzy the block. I thought he was up above me. Yeah. I mean, and um, he did something in Florida I thought was so funny. Uh, this year, uh, he got a yellow card, and he reached up and grabbed the ref's red card and gave the ref <laughs> a red card. I mean, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> Who would think of that? Only yeah. Yeah. And the ref just, like, laughed about it, you know? Yeah. I think I've seen him, um, like, ask for the yellow cards, too, like, on multiple occasions. Yeah. Like, when he had, just goes up and he just yeah. tells him, get When the we card. had J-Rod on the podcast, that's just, J-Rod was telling us that. Yeah, right. Um, that Nick came up to him and he's like, he's like, John, I'm going to freak out on you. I'm going to need you to give me a yellow. John's like, what? Uh. And then Nick starts losing his mind. He's like, give me the card. Give me the card. And he gives him the card, and he loses it even more. He's like, I needed that. needed to blow off a little steam. Yeah. Zon, Zon had one of my favorites on the New Zealand tour. The ref gave him a, a card because Zon kept getting called for lifts because he had the slowest hands. Yeah. yeah. And he just kept getting called. And that crazy weird pokey lift thing. and yeah and so zon just took the guy's cards and threw them uh oh, really? down the beach and said you can't card me now <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of a-rod's that's... favorite stories of course a-rod the storyteller i mean he can tell it like nobody else can yeah he, um, <laughs> he likes to exaggerate a little bit that's why we had to bring that's pr- pretty much the reason why, why you're on the podcast now because you were correcting us on some oh, of our yeah, the like, A-Rob stories. The yeah, he told me, I, you, he told you I made 20 free throws in a row. I've never made 20 free throws in a row. Um, this is that, that legend thing you were talking yeah. about earlier. And the, the Thin Beast could make 20 free yeah. throws in a row. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. We didn't even shoot free throws. I don't even remember. Like, the, I think it's something. The I think you guys used to do like... We, uh, uh, we did like a little... Like, like a men's league type yeah, thing. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm how not your basketball game. I hate physical contact. And you <laughs> mentioned that I yeah. so like. Um, I used to play. Actually, I played in um, like when I was like 20 or so. Like I grew up in Daytona, and I played in like a league there, and it was just like run and gun, and that was fun. Yeah, because yeah, no yeah. one was trying to body me up. Right. Yeah. It was just like. Ball, someone got the ball and just started running. And there was no defense. There was right. like alley-oops. And, yeah. you know, that was fun. But then, like, in that, the league we played in Myrtle, um, we played, like, probably some guys that played in college. And, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, couldn't I could not get a rebound because they just were, like, they you know, they bought me up at the, yeah, they, yeah. at the free throw line. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, <laughs> no, I'm not trying to rub uh, up on you, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. And that... That league wasn't that fun. Yeah. Because it was like real basketball. Yeah. You know. Did you uh did you go to the Myrtle Open this year? I didn't. No. No. It's just like it's not very fun for me. First yeah. of all, like volleyball is like kind of a job for me now. Right. Yeah. And then like um, I don't sound like an, an asshole or anything, but like I can't walk from point A to point B without like getting stopped five or six different times right. or whatever, you know. Totally. Like, 
Um, so so the, there goes the socializing part too, or like you know the yeah. purpose of going to Myrtle is to like and kind like, of party and have fun. I'm not with your friends. like a partier, and right? Like, I mean, back then, like when we lived in Myrtle, like you kind of had to, right? You know, and I had a great. Don't get me wrong, that was like the funnest two years of my life. Yeah, 2003, 2004. Yeah, but I quickly quickly realized that. The longer I stay here, the worse my game's going to get. <laughs> because you just get sucked into the scene there. And, right. yeah. and um, yeah. Some good uh, stories. Yeah, we should. That we can't hit. tell. Yeah. At least I mean, the, Matt, uh, the ones that Matt Heath told me. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's funny. He's classic. Yeah, yeah he's a funny guy. But uh, we always said we should write a book about the stories. But now, like, he's we're like almost to to. Yeah. 20 years out. Yeah. You know? But it, like it, it's similar to you, um, to Kings of Summer. Yeah, where like you got everyone's perception. Yeah, right. Like mm-hmm. different side of the story, which I thought it was cool, by the way. But um, yeah, we could probably. Yeah. Yeah. I loved leaving all the different sides in there. Yeah. Like, this is what Cart said. This is what yeah. Randy said. This is. Sandy. I was really this smart, especially with those old guys, those old yeah. legends. Like, right. You hear some crazy stories. You're like. All right. Did that happen, Randy? Yeah. Sure about that? Yeah. And it was so funny because when we went back to corroborate all the different stories, it was like, Hoff, Randy said this happened. He's like, he's a fucking liar. Right, of course. <laughs> like, Randy, this is what Hoff said. And like the old rivalries, they right. die hard, man. They're right. still there. So and they're good. so funny. That was a I good, loved talking to those guys. That was a good approach by you. Yeah, because yeah. Kent was like, you well, want, what do we do? Please, yeah. And uh, I was like, at this point... I think we just have to leave it because there's no, I don't know what happened and no one knows. There's no way of verifying what right. happened. And there's so no I don't, social media. That's just how Hob wants it. Yeah. Yeah. It blew me away. I didn't know. I knew they made good money back then, but I did not know how much money they were making. Yeah. And that's, then throw inflation in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's like whatever, like Hob and Dodd were making money in Italy. Yeah. And then coming over and making a ton of money in the summer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I mean, I always, I always just think about like, wait, you made, let's say, what, five, five hundred grand in a year back then? You could buy a strand house for like five hundred grand back yeah. then. Well, what yeah. What Hop did was he bought a bunch of real estate, right? Hop's a genius, man. Yeah, I went, uh, I got lunch with him at his office in El Segundo. He's like, yeah, I own that apartment complex right there. Yeah. It's like a maybe thirty-two unit. Yeah. And He's nowadays, genius. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and Hop's like. He's like the happiest dude. I mean, he just loves life. Oh, yeah. Well, Love yeah, I mean, he hasn't been, I mean, what do you mean? He's just been living off his yeah. rental income. But <laughs> yeah. He's got no And biking no mon- the strand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For what? Talk a little shit years? to every player that he mm-hmm. sees. The way he remembers everything is just, he dominated, everyone sucks today. Yeah. It's just great. He's living it up. He is. <laughs> I did, I got... I had the pleasure of being coached by uh, Mike Dodd for two years when I played with Rosie, about two and a half years. And so asking him, you know, getting stories from yeah. him was uh, was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Dodd's great. Yeah. He's classic. Yeah. He would always, <laughs> sorry, Mike, he would always <laughs> uh, stay in our room, right? We'd always get like a, a third bed for a room. Um, and man... Uh, the second that light went out to go to bed, it was a race to beat Mike to sleep. Because once Mike got to sleep, no one was sleeping. <laughs> he snored so loud. Like, incredible, dude, like, 
comp the first time that happened, I was like, dude, you can't be serious. Like it was gonna be pranking us right now. Yeah, it was I was shocked. But it was real. Just shaking the walls. And Rosie, I think, uh, warned me about it. Uh, because him and you know, the uh, yeah. Mike wasn't shaking Rosie. Yeah. yeah. And boy, he was not kidding. He was not kidding. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing any kind of speaking thing? Uh, uh, like, uh, in fr- like, I'm already getting nervous. Um, like, <laughs> you know, like in front of like um, public like speaking, a company or like yeah. a corporate speaking. Oh, or something. Right, right. Um, I did it uh, once this year, and it was kind of like a question and answer. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, but um, like me being up there. With a piece of paper for thirty minutes. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Because I'm just thinking about. I mean, all the experiences and successes and stories and just like things that you've had to overcome. Just random travel things and Mike Dodd snoring and then yeah. you, you know you won a gold medal. Like you're one of the greatest to ever play the game. Like you've. I don't know. I feel like you have this like perfect formula. Like and you could even team up like Casey Patterson. You can be your Tony Robbins. He's clapping yeah. it up for you. <laughs> He'd be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think Actually, he does some uh, of that stuff. I've been working with April these last couple of weeks yeah. with uh, in, with our little camp we got going on, and uh, it turns out we work pretty well together. So huh. I think like um, like us two with a, a moderator right would be um, would work. Yeah, yeah. That's me and Charlie were talking about how cool it is that you and April are working together because we were thinking how many people who are the greatest in their respective sports are like cool enough to run it like a clinic yeah. and work that well together. And you guys, and Delaney had the best time working cool. with you guys. Like she came home every day and she was like, I'm having the greatest time getting to know Phil. He's like the coolest dude. Oh. Delaney loves you. Oh, nice. <laughs> She's loved being out there. She's great out there uh, too. Yeah. Like uh, the way I like to run it is like, rather than just be like, this is the way to do it. You know, like, yeah. Um, this is correct technique. I'd rather have like a conversation with the coaches because everyone has their own perception and their own way of explaining things. Right. Or like as, you know, sometimes someone be like, one of the players would be like, well, I heard you should do it like this. Right. And then we'll like have a conversation about it. Right. And I think you learn better that way anyway. Um, Like, all right, we talk about it and then go out and do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how you, I don't know. I haven't really read a book on coaching other than um, John and John Mayer and Billy Allen's. I was about to say that's a very John Mayer-esque coaching philosophy because he just kind of lets you figure it out. Right. And he he goes, you know, through a bunch of different phases and he's like, yeah, just hit 10 balls, see what works for you and and keep doing that. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good way to to do it. Because we're all different we all have different body types right yeah. and like what's gonna work for me probably won't work for try right and totally we have way different blocking techniques right right yeah exactly um but yeah like and then we had sarah sponsor out today and i always when she kind of comes in at an angle on the right I'm like man i wonder why she does that she explained why cause she's a little little outside shoulder she likes outside shoulder so she she feels like she could still hit the line if she comes at an angle rather than like the normal flat yeah right side approach right i was like oh well there's my answer right yeah yeah the 
the people who signed up for this clinic, is it kids, adults? Uh, it's mostly adults. Okay. There's, uh, every once in a while, a kid will show up. Okay. There's a, little gr- there was a girl oh, today that was pretty darn good. I yeah. think she was going to play at Utah. Okay. Um, and all ranges, like skill level. Yeah. So we like kind of try to put all the, that's the, that's the tricky part is putting the, the t- same skill levels, yeah. the same court. And then like, yeah, that's, um, the hardest part about it. Yeah. But you know? the, I mean, the guys who people have signed up, I mean, they're getting you get April sponsor. Yep. Delaney was out there. I saw Therese Cannon. Was she out there? She's coming on Sunday. Uh, we had Kyle Friend yeah. out there a couple times. Eric, I always have problems with that. Baranek, Baranek, Baranek. I don't know. Baranek. We do all know. Yeah. <laughs> no, if you ask Jose, better necky. Better necky. When I was playing with Rosie, we would train against Nick and Theo a lot, who was coached by Jose. And... <laughs> He would say Theo, but it sounded like Phil, and Phil sounded like Theo, and we would talk. How is that possible? That was like completely different. Like we, he would say something, and we both like turn our heads. When That's I so trained, true. whenever I would train with them, Trevor was Trevor, and I was Trevor's. I was, I was plural Trevor's. Trevor's. <laughs> yeah. Really funny. Uh, it was really funny um, how Kent was talking about Jose on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just get bored. You get bored. <laughs> let, let him bounce one, and then he's like back. It was actually really so funny because shortly after that, I trained with Troy against trying Trevor. And I was like, Troy's just like young Jose. Oh, yeah. Where when he was swinging deep six against you guys, I was like, Troy, you, you could do that a thousand times. Right. And you would yeah. side out a thousand times. But every now and then he'd, he'd get like a pretty juicy set. And he'd just try to bury that on the two foot line. And then you that's the one you clamp. And I was yeah. like, I wonder if Troy gets bored. And he's just like, but right. I, I want to try this. <laughs> he's a, there's a couple players. Um, and usually they tend to be like amazing athletes that are, Crowd pleasers, right, right, that type of athlete, yeah, like a Troy, mm-hmm. uh, Stafford Slick, yeah, uh, Alex Rangieri, who yes. man, if they played it smart, would be like really good. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, yes, they like right. to, <laughs> you know, do like a windmill, yeah, whatever behind the head hit or whatever you want to call it, and um, all that is is he's in too early, right. Yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, right. I mean, early, <laughs> you're in a well, bad I might situation. As well, yeah, yeah, I might as well do this, you know, <laughs> and hit it out. Um, and there was a little bit of that in Rosie too. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah, did that, especially when the Raiders were around. Rosie had so much <laughs> success. Do you think that it it did hurt Rosie though at times? Um, or did <clears> he choose, pick and choose it really well? Because he had ridiculous he, success. Yeah, he, I mean, man, he could have won so many more tournaments. Mm. Um, but, like, Rosie never really worked out. Like, I would have conversations with him. Uh, like, hey, man, like, I think you could be probably, like, I don't know, realistically, 5 10% better if you lifted. Right. And stretched out and rolled and, like, yeah. what every other beach volleyball player does in the world, you know. <laughs> and uh, I'd be like, you know, out of the world tour 
who is not working out, who is not st- stretching. Right. Uh, just me, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, man, if you just get in, like, just you just have to get in the habit of going, and then you don't even question it. You just do it. You just go. Mm-hmm. And then after then you could do your thing, whatever right. whatever Rosie does. Yeah. You know? And um, it just couldn't get it. Uh, it's unfortunate because, man, like, um, I would say he's probably the most talented beach volleyball player. Maybe, like, now Anders probably yeah. uh, higher than Rosie. So, like, second, you know, I mean, that guy. Pretty good company. Dude, his squads were, like, two of mine. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he didn't do work out, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> like, could, could you imagine if he worked out? Yeah. I talked to him more recently, and uh, he was talking about coming up to Mikel, like, trying to get Mikel to bring him back. And I was like, dude, you just got... If you want to get in the car with me, it's an hour drive. But he's like, yeah, no, I'm not trying to drive up there. I was like, all right, right. there's my answer. And I think that's kind of the cool thing about Rosie is that he does does own it. You know, I remember when Delaney was training with uh, Tracy and I was practicing with Rosie and they were training next to us. And he was like, man, if I worked as hard as Tracy, I would have won so many more tournaments. Yeah. He's like, like, what? That's really hard to do. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I think he's also like he's like a child of the South Bay, right? Yeah. Like the lifestyle, the people that right. like this is his home. His home's not like in his house. His home's the South Bay. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm good either way. Like I'm gonna live my South Bay life with my people and whatever that is, and just I'm good. You know. Yeah. I when know. uh, when you look back on your career, like, do you have any? Any regrets about anything, or are you like? Um, yeah, I do. I um, now that I'm older, whatever. Yeah. More mature. Um, I realized that I wasn't a very good teammate. Like uh, part of being a good beach volleyball player is being a good teammate, and like I was very in uh, the camp of the Todd Rogers camp. Uh, I'll do my work. You do my your work. Come on the court. You know. We do our thing, and then that's it. Yeah. Rather than like, all right, like if I was struggling, Todd would be. (laughs) He wasn't be like, you know. (laughs) Yeah. He wasn't trying trying to do for you here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He would bury me, and I bet you he would say the same thing. You could tell. I mean, everyone saw it once the winning, or I mean, you guys were winning the whole time, but once it kind of went on the down slope a Mm -hmm. little, you could see the. And right. we started calling Todd Poopy Pants. <laughs> well, he, we, he was he Poopy sucked. Pants. We were, but it yeah, definitely rubbed off on me, uh-huh. for sure. And, um, you know, like a good teammate, like I played with Rosie right after Todd, a good teammate would have been like, uh, Rosie, I'm going to the gym, you're coming with me. But mm-hmm. I was in the mindset, I'm going to do my work, get it done. You should be doing your work, right? This right, is our right, profession. Right. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, that you know, obviously that didn't huh. work. I mean, yeah. it might not work. Might not have worked anyway, right? The, I think if I would have been like, you know, whatever Torrance is, fifteen minutes down the yeah, street, yeah, yeah. like that may have, right? Maybe. Just to get him in there and getting him in the habit, but um, yeah, for whatever reason, I wasn't. And like uh, with Nick, 
I was just sometimes, I'll be honest, I was sometimes I was just annoyed. Like, oh, please, <laughs> just shut up. God, dog, like, please, just just let me be, like, oh, you know, give me three points just to, like, be quiet, you know. You know? Um, but instead, like, I could have been, like, giving it back to him. Like, that's what he's looking for, I think, you know, mm-hmm. like, like getting his face and, like, you know. Um, but, you know. Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Yeah. From my perspective, I felt like Nick was really good energy for you, uh, just because he brought some. Like you're lower energy guy, yeah. and like he brought that fire, and like I don't know what it actually like made you feel like, but annoyed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because from it my perspective, I like being like I like my partner waking me up. Like, oh, okay. Like, I can't be sleeping right now. It wasn't. A lot of times, it wasn't positive energy right it was mm. negative energy right that's true yeah. right um so it's a little different right um but the, there's a really good book i'm sure you've read it um chop wood carry water it's great yeah and in it he talks about like um like how pumped up you should be like on a scale from one to ten and he says like ten is too much mm-hmm, right right for sure and one is obviously too low and he said, I think around six or seven would yeah. be kind of a per. And I was probably like closer to a two or three, <laughs> probably closer to two, <laughs> maybe even like a little something days like under two, you know. Uh, and Nick was the exact Nine, opposite. Yeah, right. Right. Sometimes, but sometimes he'd be like low, and those were the days he kind of like uh, struggled, mm. you know. Um, so like, man, if I could have just boosted my energy up. Um, like we played uh, me and Todd and reminded me of um, when I read that book when we played Ricardo Manuel Todd and I battled against them a lot and whenever they were kind of like low energy whatever they would just look for something to fire them them. a bad Uh, call they'd be like no fair no fair (laughs) Uh, you know they'd be yelling at okay and um some just something yes, right. to get them going, you know, and um or like if you know God forbid if you like yelled through the net at Ricardo. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're that, you know, ballsy. Um actually once we were playing uh Ricardo Manuel, I think in O seven Paris to get to the semis. And it was like a tight uh, third set must have been like whatever say we'll call it like 10 10 something like that and Todd, Todd dug a ball on the left and uh, Ricardo stuffed him and yelled at through the net at Todd and Todd like for those that don't know like mm, no <laughs> he doesn't care how big you are he went on the net and he's like you motherfucker! <laughs> and Ricardo's like, like I guess Ricardo's like a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu yeah, exactly. or something like that. Yeah, right, yeah. And Ricardo's like, you know, I will going like, you. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, so this is no thanks. Don't like contact like, guys. It was kind of like uh, you see that uh, video that uh, everyone made with, um, or someone made with. Hayden and Taylor, oh, yeah, yeah. and where Logan was just like, <laughs> yeah. that was me. <laughs> that cracked me up. Them going at it, and Logan, when I was talking to him, he's like, 
I didn't even know what happened. He was like, I didn't even see anything because by the time all the, like the ruckus was over, right. Logan was just like just getting back up. And, yeah, Logan was dying that match too. <laughs> yeah. Not the match where or, at they the end really of one shoot. rally he, he couldn't dead, he man. couldn't jump. Like Hayden like shovel another one like the yeah. sixth ball on two in the same rally. Mm. He just couldn't jump. He yeah. just like paintbrushed it over. First time I'd ever seen Logan tired. In my entire life, he Unless just, just been like, you know, like it was. He plays so many hot. tournaments, like yeah, yeah, true. For Lauderdale, it was hot. It was hot. Yeah, oh, that's I mean, so it gets good. like, but he was living in like St. Pete for a while. Like, think he'd be yeah fine for a little, yeah, not for too long. I don't think not long enough to get like adjusted. Right. Yeah. What was uh, what was your season like? I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know you got the clinic and. Dress, oh. trying to barbecue and everything, but that's a quickie. This is a um, a weird, se- a different season for you. You played with Casey, you played with Andy, yeah, played with Sud. You have a, yeah. a wide variety going on. I'm like a free agent, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Keeps it interesting because I've been doing the same thing, left side blocker, boring. You know, I had a lot of fun with Andy. It looked uh, like it, man. Yeah. Jordan Chang loved working with you guys. Yeah, and um, going into it. I saw that it was gonna be hot in Austin, and I was like, "Oh, sweet! That's already that's an advantage for us." Yeah, because we're two big guys that um, we're used to going up the block. And now yeah. we're sitting back and you know shaking and baking back then. <laughs> uh, we're not having to deal with. So I was like, "All right, already advantage, and we're gonna be hitting jump serves, and that's gonna be cause high spinny passes, and they're gonna have to work hard to, um, you know." Teams will have to work hard to get it up to the net. And um, so I was like, I think we're going to be all right. As long as we could side out a half-decent clip, yep. you know, I think we'll be all right. I didn't, I mean, I didn't think we were going to win. But um, I was like, oh, you know, we could compete. And we just kind of got rolling. Once we beat the Taylors, like a tight third, then we kind of our, found our rhythm a little yeah. bit. And um, we beat... Theo and came pretty good. And then we had Dude, a tight one with you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the finals, really, like, uh, speaking of Troy, <laughs> he um, he was feeling it against us. I'd never seen him play so good. But it was, he was like, playing great giggling, against- like, laughing and, like, yeah. doing his crazy stuff. And it was all working and, like, just yeah. Yeah, and high-fiving kind of- fans. That's kind of how the first set went with us, yeah. too. And we were down, like, I think 18-17 or something. They were siding out. I can't remember. Yeah, something around there. And um, same thing. He was just going high off the top, you yeah. know. And um, he decided to shoot a cut shot. Maybe it was, like, we must have been tied. I thought I it was 19-17. You guys then, set it out for 18, and then Troy had yes, cut shot, you swat. Yes. And then cut shot out of bounds. Out. And while Andy was Andy was on that, and while he was chasing it down, uh, running after it, he was like, oh, my God. Like, he couldn't believe that he <laughs> had a cut shot. And so they took a timeout 2019, and I was like, I know exactly what this fool is going to do. He's just going to swing high hands. Yeah. And I'm just going to go up. And sure enough, <laughs> he hit it right into my hand and blocked. And then, like, it deflated his his bubble, whatever. Right, yeah. And then 
like second set was like uh, yeah we cruised yeah. yeah yeah he was hitting over us <laughs> most of that match before that we couldn't deflate his bubble yeah i feel like if he had like a good coach like really like kind of like it's kind of a raw game and shown the way yeah kind of that he could um i mean he's got all this the tools yeah, right for sure yeah yeah. And he he's good, and I loved playing with him. It was like really fun being on the court with him too. He's light, yeah. he's happy, he's you know I don't know. There's a good energy. Mm-hmm. I think like yeah. you, good. There's just not a lot of coaches. Good vibes, yeah. Good vibes, yeah. yeah like he because sure. uh, they were trying to find a coach the whole year and they just couldn't. Because Mike Campbell is who Chase loves working with. Sure. But he's at Long Beach, right? And so they just kind of found whoever they could find. That's the kind of the and, tough part about. And, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's Keller. more of a travel yeah. companion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. that's the problem like um now that it's great that beach volleyball is in college but the problem is, is all the good coaches <laughs> exactly are taking something uh yeah. you know where they can make a salary i was down there and today. get some benefits yeah you know? i was down at the pier today and it was i was looking at all the coaches I was like this is like insane how many good coaches stein Metzger was against danny alvarez against uh todd rogers was down there Mayor's down there, and I was like, literally, yeah, all the best I coaches. I mean, thinking like the top here. programs, yeah. Dane, Dane was uh, there, Stein, yep, Broken Nick, and Florida State, yep. yeah. Really, the only school that competes that doesn't have a big time like beach player is LSU, right? Yeah, who, um, what's his name, Brock, yeah, he was a good indoor player, yeah. And then Drew Hamilton left just to coach Kristen and Taryn. Exclusively because he was their assistant, Mm. and then he just kind of went with them full time, which is the only coach to go from college to pro. Usually, coaches go from pro to college. (laughs) Yeah, right. I think they should move out to LA. Those two girls, Kristen and Taryn. Yeah, because I watch Taryn and Caleb Mana. Like, you got Kristen, like, doing laps around her. (laughs) Yeah, and Taryn is like. It's just she op- she doesn't like put herself in a good position to give her a good you know like mm. like uh, she just sits at the net and turns around yeah know? I'm like get off. what are you she doing get off the net space, yeah. <laughs> do, you know like open up so she can set you on too like you know uh, but I don't think she just um, she hasn't been coached like by a block or yeah. like, someone that kind of knows the game yeah you really gotta it's like habit. To yeah, it's like something the, you just the got footwork. It, it's footwork. Right. When I when I watched her, I was like, the feet are moving very slow, right. but they're doing well. So I'm, I can't judge it. But like, I think definitely if she had done a lot of the practice, the footwork, and do it in the gym, that's right. where I I feel like a lot of it translates from the gym. Yeah, um, and just yeah, a lot of times she's in a bad spot. But they're set. doing pretty well for considering. Yeah, a lot of potential I mean, they there. Be, they could be better. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty open, too. I, um, there's like a handful of female players that I liked watching over the years, like Larissa, uh, Misty, yeah. mm-hmm. um, Laura Ludwig. Yeah. She's like mm-hmm. awesome. Yep. And I got to put Kristen on there now. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen anyone cover so much ground <laughs> yeah. and dig so many damn balls. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, pop up and be ready to jump. I'd be yeah. like, after two, I'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> I know. They're going to have this. If they shoot it, they're, it's good. They're it's down. You yeah. Know? Uh, but, man, she just pops up and, like, yeah. ready to. It's pretty 
crazy. She's very good. Yeah. And then the vision, and then, like, the touch, you know. Yeah. Jumbo, cut, slap down the line. Like, she's got everything. You'd think she'd be screwed when she gets a set, like, five feet off the mat. Yeah. But she's got, like, the drop shots where it's... Those are, like, timing, right? Drop shots where, like, if you let it drop too far, it's going to take too long to get to the sand. And her timing on it's just perfect. Like, getting the defender on the wrong step kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or Leah, like, attacking the peeling blocker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Have you thought about, I mean, obviously you're coaching at the academy and you and April are coaching. The answer but is no. <laughs> got it. I don't, I don't know. No one can hire a college coach. <laughs> yeah. no, I, uh, hey, he's got a pro. I'm sure he's got a pro. No, just uh, like pro, like of a team. Uh, yeah. like Pro's a, even less yeah, chance probably. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get mean, on the uh, world tour If they for... want to come out to Orlando and uh, I could work with a team, but I'm not traveling. Yeah, but you'd run like a training camp. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. I'm actually um, the company that owns um, the courts that I um, have my little club on. They like are into. um, They run like sporting events. They do like a a big golf tournament every year in Orlando, and I put them in contact with King of the King of the Court. Wilco. Yes. And he's actually was been in Orlando. And um, I would like, I just, LA is so expensive. Mm-hmm. So, but if you want to be a professional beach volleyball player and like really do it, you got to come to LA. Right. But I like, one of my goals is to turn Orlando, like the Orlando St. Pete kind of be like mm-hmm. um, an LA uh, honey East Coast hub. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right, yeah. right. And um, the way I, envision this is um have wilco come in like march or maybe a little earlier and um all the euros would come and two say two weeks before train everything beautiful big gym right there um hotel right there restaurants like it's really perfect this is about your court your courts yeah yeah mm-hmm. and um um and then at the end of those two weeks run the k King of the Court, and then go to Mexico. It makes a lot of sense. That'd be sick. And then that would draw oh. also like some players would come maybe to train against the Euros. Yeah, those, for those sure. Two weeks or whatever, and maybe they end up staying there because oh, you know, I could rent a place for seven hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, totally. Um, and potentially I could have a job for them, coaching. Right. You know, so that's kind of like big picture yeah. kind of thing. But, um, it's a great idea. Yeah, it makes sense. Especially world champs coming to Mexico soon. Yeah. yeah. What about um, before the Florida event at the end of this year? I was thinking, because I'm going to be, um, I don't know who I'm playing with yet, but I'm, I'm going to be on the East here. Coast. Yeah, <laughs> Travis. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure out my knee first, but I'm going to be on the East Coast, and then I'm like, shit, I might as well just stay on the East Coast, because for, for Thanksgiving, I'm going to be up in Rhode Island. Oh, oh, nice. Well, that's fun. Come down to train with no, but there's no point in going to LA. I might as well just go straight to Florida oh, or right. Hayden's Courts or something. Well, like it'd be that. too cold there. Is it cold? Tennessee gets cold, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, I mean Orlando. My geography that's... over there is like it's all yeah. kind of the same, right? Orlando <laughs> at that time will be nice. Yes, yeah, so I can make an argument that um, 
the weather in Florida during the winter is better than the weather here in winter. Because oh, yeah. it, winter it, in California is not. Yeah, because it, can get it doesn't really rain that much in Florida during uh, the winter. Our wet season is during the summer. Yeah, right. Um, and it's like not that humid. It's like How actually, cold does it get? I mean, there'll be day, there'll, there'll be nights where it will like um, rarely it'll freeze, but it'll get oh, close. that's pretty cold though. But like, um, but then and during the day it's like sixty degrees. Right, right. You know, warms up. That's uh, actually colder than I thought. Yeah, it was so not like Hawaii. Like no, Southern Florida's Miami. Well, yeah, when it, when it gets cold in Miami, like all the iguanas drop out of the palm trees <laughs> and stuff. <they> <laughs> really? yeah. Oh, dang. Which actually, they're not indigenous. They're right, actually right. like a huge uh, nuisance. Right, right, right. And yeah. I think you could just go up to Iguana and kill it. Like, no, I think they, they say, go <laughs> Please, do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because they've kind of taken over. Dude, those things are gnarly. It's yeah, like the axis deer on Maui. Dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the exactly. same also, um, some, two things actually. Um, some idiot let their anaconda or python oh, or whatever out in the Everglades. And now they've become a huge, because um, they have no natural predator. <laughs> right. And then um, same with the reefs there, lionfish. So, ah. heard, I've yeah. heard about the lionfish. Yeah. But they do huge lionfish events it's like a big fishing tournament yeah well they want to yeah they want to get them off the reefs yeah. because i think they eat the coral or something everything yeah, yeah. oh really they're like aren't insatiable. they like poisonous to humans too or something can't they mess well, a human like, up yeah like alive if you get pricked yeah. by the yeah, yeah they, they have like the barbed but barbs yeah but you can uh i don't think cook have. them and it'd be all right but oh, all right but yeah <laughs> i don't <laughs> think we have those in hawaii i don't know I'm not sure, but I know that in Florida it's huge because when I lived in Florida, I covered a fishing tournament in Pensacola hmm. that was just a lionfish thing, huh. and they got thousands of not these bad. things. They're yeah. like, we didn't even put a dent yeah. into that. Right. Yeah. That's what they did in Hawaii back in the day. They had rats, and they brought in mongoose, and uh, the mongoose are come out in the day and the rats are nocturnal or whatever. <laughs> so, so now we just have they, mongoose problems. <laughs> they didn't think that went through. No, didn't think that went through at all. And they brought, uh, what tree did they bring to Kauai to stop the flooding? It's like the, this tree from Africa. I don't know. And it grows crazy fast, but they, they did it to stop the flooding, but the trees go up so fast and then they end up falling over anyway. And so, and these trees are just out of control in Kauai. And like, uh, they kill off other know. trees. Yeah. Yeah, there's like vines yeah. that that cover the, those big trees and they actually block the shade for all the other ones down yeah. below. Yeah. Hawaii is very strict about all that stuff, trying not to let. Yeah. Right. Like, you can't you bring. You right leg, you got to fill out a whole The agriculture thing, forms, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't bring like an apple yeah. in your backpack back there. But it doesn't work. <laughs> every other plant is not originally from there. It's just how the wor world works. Yeah. Right. Like, there could be a seed on my shoulder, you know, because I walked by a plant right. or right. something, and it just happened to go. Right. Like, you, whatever, you bring an apple or pear or whatever. Yeah. And then you toss it in trash. And then, like, it's it composted. Could grow, it could grow in the, the dump. Right. And then it, you know. The seeds, the bir the birds come and, yeah, and then, eat the fruit yeah. or whatever and poop the seeds somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> Can't really control it. 
I love how the where the train of thought goes. Sometimes yeah, like so I was like, trying what? to figure out how we got here. Iguanas. Yeah. Florida training center. I, I kind of <laughs> like that sometimes. You know, I get a little sick of volleyball. Yeah. We don't all need volleyball all the time. Yeah. Oh, we did talk a lot about volleyball. Yeah, we did. We, we got. Did. We, got we, we checked that box. Well, Phil, is there anything else you want to mention while we have you? Um, I think we covered it all. How we, can, we um, covered it all? like, I know it's probably too late for your, it is too late for your clinic this year, but are you in April going to keep doing this clinic next year? Yeah. So, um, we're not sure, like we, we want to, Yeah. like, um, we might team up with the AVP mm-hmm. and then kind of have like, um, because with Bally's they have like, you know, they have properties all around North America right. and like do it at their properties, like. Vegas, or they have one mm-hmm. in the Bahamas, which would be sweet. Nice. Um, so that might happen, or like at events, tournaments, you know, like a yeah. day before type of thing. Right. Um, or we might just do our own thing. It's been pretty successful. Um, but we got a lot of help from the AVP. Like, we got, you know, uh, nets and lines and some balls. Promotion and, and, and promotion that helped. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to work with Yeah, just look, look out for it for fans next year. Yeah. I'm sure you guys will we do have one be posting about it. It's class you can sign up for, but that's on Sunday. So I don't <laughs> right. imagine that this is, <laughs> this is not going to air. Right? <laughs> it I mean, won't be this Sunday, yeah, guys. Yeah. Don't sign up. <laughs> yeah. There's actually one last Sunday if you want to <laughs> not sign up for it. The 23rd, October 23rd. <laughs> don't go to Santa Monica. Phil's in Florida. <laughs> yeah. And then is there any plans for you... Uh, well, are you playing Florida? Do you know you don't know if you're playing well, Orlando yet? Uh I'm gonna play with Sutton, but I don't oh, know if right. we could get in. So and if I don't not, know. then you're back to free agent. Yeah. Or just not playing. Agent. Uh I mean, if it's in my backyard, I just kinda gotta like play. It. And you won the yeah. last time you were there. Yeah. Yeah, but that was kinda like like a king of the court, king of the beach uh, type style. Yeah. Which what was kinda fun. You have plans for next year specifically? Um um. I'm down to play. Like if someone like, you know, hits me up and I'm like, oh, that'd be fun. Uh, Strictly play. AVP. How much would someone have to pay you to go back on the world tour? Um, What's the number? <laughs> <laughs> I would say you have to come. You have to be really good. <laughs> um, and someone that I feel I could, because like, all right, I could, you know, hit around once a week and. Like, I, I have a gym in my garage, so I just lift, like, this is what I know. I just, you know, lift um, whatever. Whenever you need to. 45 minutes a day, mm-hmm. you know, I just get out there and um, break a sweat. Um, but I could do that for the AVP. But FIVB is a whole nother animal, right? right? Yeah. Like, then I have to, like... Uh, <laughs> That's why oh. I'm wondering what this number is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it just went up thinking about everything I'd have to do. And then the travel. <laughs> the like, travel. Should I put this house on the market now? <laughs> <laughs> I would say you have to come with at least a million dollar sponsor. I, actually, you know, inflation's so high. I'm gonna say <laughs> one point five million. Wow, that's yeah. higher 1. than I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like four hundred, five hundred. It's gotta be worth it. You know, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So there's the number. So people. if you check all those boxes, uh, <laughs> if you have <laughs> half a million do- or uh, 1.5 million dollars laying yeah. around, which and probably, you're a world class volleyball player, yeah. which is doesn't exist, yeah. except for back in the 90s, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we you know we have plenty of guys that could play on the world tour. Just um, 
I think um, like we we play AVP and like yeah. and now the world tour like the money is better on the AVP. Yeah, so yeah. why yeah. not like, totally? And that's what sponsors want a little. Yeah. They want more exposure domestically. Yeah, like so you're basically now you're playing the FIVB for the Olympics, and that's it. Right. That's it. Yeah. You know. I know. That's I hate that. But yeah. I talk about it enough. I rant about that enough on the podcast. <laughs> Our <laughs> listeners know. I don't want to play for points anymore. <laughs> yeah. These imaginary points are pissing me off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's too bad. Because yeah. I don't know. I. They just. Uh, I feel like they just overcomplicated things. Like back when we started. When I started on the world tour, we had okay. There was two two categories of tournaments: Grand Slam. And open. Mm-hmm. Uh, op- Grand Slam tournaments were 43500 for first. Opens were 30000 for first. So, like, you could play an open, like, in yep. October, and all the top teams would probably weren't there. And you could go home with, you know, split 30G. Yeah. Nice. But now you play, uh, I forgot the name. Grand Slam's got even bigger. Because when we... Towards yeah. the end, it was like 57. So, t- 2014, they ran, uh, I think, three tournaments. Oh, the million dollar. They ran three purses. tournaments and was 73 for first, yeah. I think, and 50-something for second. Man. And Rosie and I caught fire. Yep. The perfect time. Yeah, you did. We won. Right I, when you partnered up too, right? Yeah, that was actually, that was 2014. We partnered up in 2013. And I played the right side on 2013, uh-huh. and then we switched in 2014 um, back to the left side. Um, but we we got we won two and got second in the other one. Yeah, that was crazy. So it was like the nice. <laughs> I was nice too because I was young, and I took like a fifth and maybe two ninths. Yeah, but like for ninth, amount, I got yeah. like 8,500 bucks yeah. for a ninth. That was just like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. But I guess you know it's probably not sustainable. Like, uh, apparently, yeah. apparently it wasn't. But man, we're I was spoiled when I first came on tour. Yeah. My first year too is when me and Hyde won that one event, mm, Berlin, Berlin, and then, and then, um, it was Milwaukee right after that. Mm, yeah, you and guys beat us that. in the finals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, wow, man, this is like gonna be great. <laughs> it's yeah. never been as good since then. I've never won a big one, and the prize money went way down. We always joke that, like, uh, well, first of all, you timed it very well, your yeah. career, versus uh, Anders I mean, and Christian. Uh, yeah. They they could easily double their prize money if they had just played a decade earlier. Yeah. I hit, I I always say, like, all right, there's no, nothing. I don't think, I hope we get to 90s levels at some yeah, point. Right. Fingers crossed. Um, but the second best was, like, Two thousands, early teen, two thousand teens, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because men, we would have like, uh, I don't know, eight or nine grand slams, you know, summer. Yep. And that was back when we yep. were, we had to play AVPs, so we would go, whatever we play, like fifteen AVPs, and then we'd play like six or seven FIVBs, and we didn't. Back then, you had to play eight FIVBs to get your bonus pool. Oh, yeah. So you only got half of your prize money until oh, you hit bonus pool, right. which is a little bit of a stinger. But we had the luxury of playing 15 AVPs. And back then, it was like 
Still the same, 20000 for first. Yeah. You know, something like that. Right, there, yeah. yeah. And then Manhattan, a few years, were, it was 100 for first. <sighs> yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Damn. Is it true that you guys split yeah. pre-match? Was we, that just because he's your friend? or We did a solid yeah, for okay. uh, Nick, <laughs> Nick and Sean. Yeah. Okay. Because it was like, yeah, like we split it four ways, right? And it ended up being like 44000 each. Which was like, I'm like, fine with that. Let's just good. play for the plaque. Yeah. Right? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a lot of motivation. But yeah, I've always wanted to hear that from you. Because <laughs> yeah. I've heard it from like Sean and then they're like, what? Okay. Shit. You're down. Yeah. Okay. We did, we did I was like, solid. there's no way they were oblivious know. to like the fact that they were going to win. Or... We, yeah. We hadn't lost to Nick and Sean. Exactly. I mean, at that time, I mean, we weren't losing much on the AVP. Like well, you, like Jake and Rosie. They're both your ex-partners, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jake and Rosie would get us, right yeah, yeah. here and there, and then. But like, what about Hayden and Sean? They, towards they, the end, they started getting. They a had a bit. really good game run. plan against Todd. Mm. They matched up really well against Todd, huh. and they actually. Um, they did a lot of like. Sean was a crazy lineup. blocker. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, you I got, love Sean's block. Like you guys have similar. Styles. He's my favorite blocker yeah. for sure. Sean would line up really early in the angle, and Hayden would line up on the line. They were like one of the first. It's crazy how that. that messes with you so much as yeah, a Yeah, and Todd didn't have that much heat down the line, uh. and Sean was really good at reading. Yeah. And so if Todd like tried to uh, chip it over Sean, Sean would just wait and just yeah delay. Or they go late switch, uh. so Hayden would sometimes pick up the cut, and it gave Todd fits. Huh. Um, and then they both sided out great. So, like, if I wasn't scoring points, then they would beat us. They yeah. beat us more in the finals in 09 than we beat them, I think. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. That was, like, a statement for their careers. Because like, yeah, nobody was doing that to you guys. No. Really. Oh, uh, yeah. Rosie no. and we won. Jake were. Yeah, they beat us. Yeah, they beat us. Um Todd didn't like it. Ooh, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> he would get so mad. <laughs> Angry Todd. Uh, <laughs> um, but that year we won. Uh, we only played five at five UBs, and I think we won two of them. So, like, the year before we won four out of seven. So, like, we weren't, like, we kind of had a little bit of a lull year after 08 Olympics. Yeah. Um, but then we came out of 09, like, we didn't lose a match on the AVP. We played, like, six tournaments, and then it went bankrupt. You didn't lose a match, and then it went bankrupt? Yeah. Holy. Um, and then in 2010, like I said, we like were just on fire on the FIVB. Yeah. And we actually had, uh, I think it still stands today, end of 2010 into 2011, we won 40 straight matches oh on the World Tour. Oh, my gosh. Which I don't think... Dude, I remember I remember you or someone telling me that when I was on the world tour when I first came out I was just like what yeah, like we, if we, I we won like go, five six in a row which like we had to do to win Berlin I guess it was like crazy it was like 40 what was it 40 40 matches yeah 40 at matches. the time it, the record oh. was Held by Jonas Reckerman and okay. Julius Brink. Oh, uh-huh. nine. They went on a run. I think they did 26 in a row. 
And before that, I think it was Emmanuel and Jose. Oh, right, And yeah. they were like 24, 25. They have, uh, I thought Jose said he has the most tournaments in a row. Uh, I don't know. We I, won I don't know if that would work. I think uh, he said like eight or something. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know, Travis. I'll have to fact check that, that one. Well, I mean, just the, math, the math doesn't add up. Yeah, the math yeah. doesn't add up. <laughs> If Jose's record was about was in the twenties matches, he couldn't have won eight straight tournaments. Well, you yeah. know, you can lose a match and win the tournaments, right? Right, but that would, well, yeah, I guess so. Come out of losers, yeah, or losing pool play or something. Yeah, back then it was double M. Maybe was it I double don't M? Know. Yeah, I don't well, know. I'll have to check. It'd be fun to go back through. I remember because when he yeah. told me that, I was like, I remember Phil and Todd had the record for most matches in a row. So you have the, and he's like, I have the tournaments in a row. Him and Emmanuel. Him and Emmanuel. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I mean they were dominating for a while, yeah. like late '90s, right? right? Yeah, they were like by far the best team in the world going into 2000. Yeah, and they and had a weird, a weird kind of unlucky Olympics. Yeah, they got upset. That was a weird oh, Olympic he, format. He does not like talking about that. No. <laughs> like maybe lost to Spain or something? No, they lost oh, to Portugal. Dan Portugal. Fenoy won. Brendan Maia. Dan Because they just kind of got hot and just won that yeah. one tournament. They're <laughs> and Loyola was supposed to win it. <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not, but there's a, I guess you could call it conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, so for Dane and Fenoy to get into the Olympics final tournament of the year they had to get a semifinal finish and to get to the semifinals they played Emmanuel and Jose which and I, I'm actually curious I gotta should I I should ask this Jose a long time ago um, who I mean Dana Fenoy like hadn't even like touched a semifinal that no. point right. close right yeah and uh, they beat him and so the conspiracy theory is like they gave him a couple bucks. Ah. But or do you think it would be that Jose and Emmanuel would rather have them in than Karch and Adam Johnson? Yeah. Because that was the other team. That's who yeah. they, that's who they knocked out to get in. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, either way. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Maybe you don't need a couple bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'd rather have these two young guys that yeah. haven't really done much. On, yeah, on I was the like um, when I was in. The, and then, oops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's the problem. When we in college, we were uh, my senior year, the best team uh, at SC. We were kind of just dominating everyone. Get to the MPSF tourney, and we played Santa Barbara in the final. We had the we knew we had the at large bid to the final four, but if we lost to Santa Barbara. They would get, they would win the MPSF championship, and they'd be the other final four team rather than Stanford, who was all our buddies, who had won the national championship the year right. before. So like, it was in our heads to like that we'd rather have Santa Barbara in. Right. And then we ended up losing, and we're all like, whatever. Like yeah. we didn't say it or try to lose, but they beat us. Then we draw them in the final four and lose to them again. Oh no, no way. And like they were probably like eighth in the conference. Was that when? Evan Paddock was on the team? No, it was Menzel. Oh, Menzel. Man. Jeff Menzel. Kind of like same type of player, really, right? Uh, Yeah, Menzel's more of just freak jumper, and Paddock was a freak heavy Arm, hitter. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of like a Clay Stanley type. Of, yeah, mm. like a sh- more compact he would Clay come, Stanley. 
Oh, that yeah, that makes sense because he had ever he was there at UCSB when Todd and I were training. Right. Yeah. And, he, and he'd come out on the beach, and I was like, "This guy is good at indoor." Like, he was not. I could see his beach, <laughs> his beach game. I could was see not. his beach game being tragic. I played yeah. with him uh, on Pan American Games team, and he was very just one dimensional. Like this guy Crush. just crushes the yeah. ball. He's like the. Yeah. It's clobbering time. <laughs> Speaking of uh, a gaucho, Theo was there too. Theo, when, yeah. Um, I played him for a year. Yeah, cost over for a year. He was really uh, good. Um, and every once in a while, he'd come because Todd and I didn't never really had anyone to train against. Right. So like we grab him, Theo, and uh, Aaron Mansfield. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, that's right. And. Deal with stuff, man. I'm like, who is this guy? Blocker, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You're the one who gave him the confidence, probably. He he would get me, and like I was just kind of unassuming, you right. know, like oh, this is just like in team we yeah. kind of like spar with or whatever. Yeah, and then he stuffed me. And I'm like, what? I was not expecting that. He was a good blocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a very good blocker. Yeah, no, but he's kind of coming in, into his own. Like yeah. he's. He's definitely not one of those guys that needs to bounce one every once in a while. I remember talking to him years ago. He's like, I'm very okay just hitting it high and not bringing it down to anyone. I was like, yeah. damn it. That's, that's the one thing that helps me to get people is when they're not smart enough. Yeah. The tall guys bring it down to me. Like, yes, thank God. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. He had a good year. He did have a good year. Good stuff. Yeah. Should yeah. we go eat? Phil. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man. I don't know how long that was, but... Uh, that was great. Yeah. We could go all day if we had to eat. We could talk about iguanas and whatever forever. Yeah. Anacondas or boa <laughs> yeah. constrictors or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw in some volley. We got it all. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Good stuff. Yeah. Right yeah. on. Enjoy the last final days of two your more. clinic. Yeah. Two, two days. A little bit of a grind. Almost done. Yep. <laughs> or you could be on the world tour. <laughs> 1.5 is the number. Is it 1.5? You know, not so much. I bet if I mean, uh, a million bucks was thrown out there, Jen would make you take it. She's really like over me, gone. She's like, over or it. like I, I said yes to this two weeks camp yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Thinking, ah, oh, it'll be all right, and then like you getting the FaceTime calls. Yeah, like in. <laughs> She was like, well, I like, of course, I ran by her, but um, now we've, we've kind of both regretted it a little bit. But, like, I think it was worth it. Like, you know, we might team up with AVP. And, right, right, yeah. Yeah. And obviously we made a little bit of money. And, or bring the family next time. Yeah, and, like, come to find out that April and I work pretty well together. Yeah. Um, so, like, that could kind of turn into something. So Bring so the family out. Yeah. You could stay yeah. in the studio here, you know. Yeah. It's a plot couch. Yeah, last time uh, we were talking earlier, last time I was on the podcast, it was we were huddled over a table. Yeah, see, right. <laughs> yeah. So next time so you come, you're going to be like, expecting. Uh, look at this. You even got like a street sign. Yeah, we got yeah. the Andy McGuire sign. We got the surfboard. Maybe we'll get a real street sign one day. And uh, yeah. it must be the Sandcast Ave. That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. <laughs> nice. All right, let's go eat. All right. Shoot. Shoot. Shoot.